and welcome to episode 111 of RPG Digest. In this live stream formatted podcast, we provide deep dives, fundamentals, and overviews of tabletop role-playing games, and we comment on the tabletop RPG hobby as a whole. I am no longer the RPG authority. I've been downgraded back to just Max Liao. Aww. Your favorite curmudgeon critic and judge. Along with me as usual is the prophet of lies, the harbinger of misinformation. That's right. Brett, heathen dog Grissomer, how are you today, sir? I am loving the coalition and I'm not ashamed of it. They're the good guys in the story. Prove me wrong. You can't. Stop. But I put them. No. No. But no. Humanity's not first, humanity only. That's what it is. That's the key to surviving in rifts. Humanity only. But I want to play a dragon. You want to, you want to play dead man. That's what you want to play. She's called the dragon a man. Oof. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm hungover. Shut up. <laughs> oh, well, you're hungover. That's going to be a great stream. He's just sitting there like, oh, this is giving me a headache. <laughs> Dead boys Doctor, for life. But, 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 no buts. All right. Well, that was a, that was a good introduction. I guess we're ready to start. Yes, <laughs> for life, baby. <laughs> Wow. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, how was your week other than drinking too much last night? Yeah, um, it was sad. We didn't get to play DDO last night. Uh, Great. That means I'm going to have no video content for you this week. Lovely. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> sorry. Well, no, I actually uh, I'm actually going to play uh, Magic the Gathering Arena one night this week. So you'll have several games to portion out into smaller five minute <laughs> videos because the average game is between five and ten minutes that's fine uh just just do me a favor and put a little message on a little anecdotal comment on the end of them like i lose badly i kick his ass or right. oops i played yeah. the wrong card or some shit like that i don't know never didn't have it yeah dominating victory that's what there i do there you go actually no it's a free-to-play account which means everyone has more cards than me so <laughs> it's probably not going to be that ever <laughs> That's when you put on when you win, you go pwned by free to play. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, it's Sunday. Have you tithed today? I have. Wait a minute. Why am I tithing? Does it make any money sense? Yourself only less. Yeah, because it's taxed and exactly 30% is taken off the top. And yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Trying to think this week. I don't know. These weeks have been going by so quickly. Can you believe that on Friday we have the members only stream again? That's weird. Like I seriously thought we just had it like a week or two ago. 
And we've got uh, another members-only stream this Friday coming up, which, once again, and I blame Heathen Dog for this one, I'm forced to have a Friday night show stream after it. That's not my... Yep, this one's your fault. Why is it my fault? Because these guys are going to come on to the Friday Night Chill stream and tell me about the amazing time that they had with the Palladium Tour. Talking to Kevin, oh. talking to Sean. Right. I don't know. Yep. You live next door to them. I do. They yeah. drove hours. They drove hours. <laughs> well, good for them. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, a couple. Uh, so we're hoping Randy from Biggest Geekus is going to be here. But Patrick also said that, uh, you know, that, that he'd pop on next Friday. So we're going to talk to them about... Uh, but the fun that they had uh, touring uh, Palladium Studios, Palladium Books. What, what's it called? Palladium Corporate Palladium Central. I don't know. Chi-Town. Well, actually, it's in Michigan. but <laughs> Palladium Tolkien. There you go. <laughs> Wait, isn't that the one that was destroyed? Yeah, it's a bad one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, Tolkien's Twin Cities, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bad one. And what is it? Kevin. Kevin Simbita. This is for you, sir. Why is every one of your games where Minnesota exists infested by bugs? That's true. Yeah. Apparently he isn't like Minnesota that much. <laughs> he knows he knows that's my room 101 fear. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> oh, let's do this again. Because I just got system failure. And uh I'm I'm looking that over and I just flipped through it. I haven't started reading it, but I flipped through it. And Minnesota is once again a, a central uh, just a hotbed for bugs. Yep. It's like ah. Uh. Glad I lived Which down here in Alabama. Half of Minnesota doesn't have a lot of bugs because it's mostly frozen. Oh, no, no. Our state bird is a mosquito. Florida might have the mosquito longer throughout the year, but I, I would put my mosquitoes up against Florida mosquitoes <laughs> any day. Mosquito fight. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, wait, what? Enter, enter prostrate. Wow. <laughs> Think that, I think you spurred, I think you spurred some chat going on here with I the guess whole I did. angering the autistic. Did I, I anger the autistic that? again? How did I, yeah, when did I, oh, you talking about the Friday thing? Actually, the Friday, the guy, the guy's response uh, to the Friday chill stream. So the Friday chill stream was fun. Uh, we had a video that we reacted to, you know, of course, it was a 30 minute video, so it took us all six hours. Took us, of the yeah, stream. It took you six hours, yeah, <laughs> uh, of the stream. Which I love it when people complain about that. Oh my God, you're taking it. Look, where's commenting? Get over it. That's the whole point. This is a comment. We got some comments to make. And we did. But uh, yeah, he uh, he responded. Actually, his response uh, was uh, well thought out. Now, some of his uh, fellow YouTube members or whatever chatters from his channel. I think one guy's like trying to mass flag me or something. Look, if you can be a little bitch about it and mass flag somebody, you you know that you're just a cuck. So do what you got to do. Like, he's like you break youtube's rules every five minutes i'm like only every five minutes hold on i gotta i get up my game <laughs> i don't care what you think youtube's God. rules like what terms of service oh we say poo poo words and i think i showed my gun a couple times here i'll do it again at 45 go and it's loaded yeah <laughs> like, that's that's and, breaking and it's technically my wife is sitting down right there. We looked at it. If I were to accidentally discharge that thing, it would kill my wife. She's real small. So that 45 would leave a giant hole. She's not <laughs> right? going to survive that. So anyway, yeah, whatever. Uh, I, I don't worry about things like that. You know, if you want to mass flag me, mass flag me. I don't care. Guess what? I, I have other resources. And while YouTube is where I make most of my money right now, I have a full-time job. I'm not worried about it. Oh no, my payment gets cut. You know, you know who that hurts more? Me. 
<laughs> You're hurting me. So, uh, you know, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll switch over to Rumble and Odyssey if that's the case. I don't care. Like, I'm have the all the opinions you want. Anyway, this is this isn't supposed to be a downer stream. This is supposed to be the upper stream. Upper stream. That's right. Now, now you're talking about drugs. Look at that. Now it's drug use. More flag. Well, you're the one that's hung over. That's not illegal. It's neither is, it's neither illegal. is a, a lot of uh, taurine. Yeah, fair. <laughs> there we go. So, uh, anyway, and yes, and for those who care, who actually, the, the three of you who watch us on the Twitch side were, uh, probably can't find us right now and you're like where the hell is legion of myth i thought there was a stream today we're uh it's now legion of myth or twitch.tv slash rpg digest that's right the legion of myth channel is still there i converted legion of myth 2 which twitch lets you do every 60 days apparently so i converted legion of myth 2 to rpg digest nice and things are separated other than that uh, i'm trying to think nothing else really Meaningful happened. Oh, no, something meaningful did happen. More Palladium goodness. All right. I even kind of mentioned it already. I got my uh, got my Christmas package in. Okay. Got the new Rifter. Which, it's funny, if you watch the, uh, the chill stream, like the first three to five minutes is cut off of it. I didn't do that. I don't know. It's the way it went to YouTube or something. Um, I didn't check StreamYard here to see if it's cut off on StreamYard, but it starts with me showing off like the last book or something. Like I actually talked for a few minutes before that point, but whatever. Uh, let's see what else did I get? I got get out of here. Get out of the damn box. <laughs> part of a juicer today. That's right. What's that? Playing the part of a juicer today. Oh well, talking about that. Look at that juicer uprising. Juicer uprising. Yep, I have that book. I figured that, I'm gonna that, get that book is so broken. Have you looked at the juicers in there? They are no, but, so I've, but I've been broken. told about them. I haven't told that they're really broken. Oh my God, so I figure if awful. I'm going to get books, because I don't really care about the world books too much, you know I'm not going to run riffs, right? I'll get yeah. the ones that have, like, character class in them. So I wanted, I'll get this one. I'll get the Bionic book, which I didn't get in this uh, in this set. And, you know, I'll, I'll get the books like that that let me make more general character types, more equipment. So that's mm -hmm. what I'll get. Got Riff's Primary Adventures, because I was running out of ideas of things, and you have to give them at least 10 ideas. <laughs> that's running. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Maybe how to write an adventure. That That sounds good. Uh, I, I don't even remember asking for this one, but maybe I did. Heroes Unlimited GM's Guide. Now, I will tell you that I already flipped through this. I have not read it word for word, obviously, but I flipped through it. Right off the bat, I will tell you this is better than the Rifts one. How's that? I did not like the Rifts one at all. The Rifts one was just like, uh, hey, let me reprint all the skills from the players uh, from, the, uh, from the main book, and uh, let's talk about a couple. Of, like, There wasn't a lot in the riffs one that i thought that was actually new or gm only book is like that thick and there's like 10 pages of to me worthwhile content this one i flipped through and like the entire thing it's got clarifications like it's got fact in here like hey what happens here let me just answer one of them why would anyone play a latent psionic when natural psionic is so much more powerful and he has a two paragraph answer to that yeah um uh, I have trouble coming up with names. Any suggestions? I mean, and he's got multiple paragraphs. So what I'm saying, he's got like a fact in there. He's got uh, different criminal types. Like he's got different adventure ideas and concepts. This is so far just on the surface of it, a really good book. Okay. Got it. And then finally, I got the bugs of Minnesota. I mean, system failure, <laughs> which seems like it's a Y2K role-playing game considering the year that it came out i don't know it was sdc oriented i didn't have it and i was like oh that looks neat 
Maybe I'll cover it on. And somebody in one of the comments said, "Hey, you guys ever going to cover systems failure?" I'm like, no. What's that? Oh, yeah, sure, sure. We'll... Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, so, but it does look interesting. If you like Y2K, I guess. So that's what I got my Christmas package. There you go. All right. Have I, have I wasted enough time at the beginning here? God, we got like yes, five more minutes for me to waste, but I'm not going to do it. Oh, yeah, no, I know how to waste it. How's that? Oh, there it is. Go, go back to these things. I don't, I don't need to do that one. Let's just skip to this one. I want to thank all of you wonderful people who help us through donations, tips, memberships, super chats, and super thanks. That's right. Nobody has ever... I know YouTubers with much smaller channels, and they only make like a dollar a month who have received super thanks, and we have not. Well, Why can't you super thanks us? They only regular thank us. Uh, well, they only regular thank us, but you know what? They thank us during the stream, so that's okay. There you go. Uh, so that's <laughs> when right. we're here. When we're here. There you go. You know what? I, you know, this is a more personal touch. I actually, you yeah. know, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. They don't sneak in stuff after the fact, leaving the baby at the fire department kind of thing. No, they're just, I don't know how those two equate, but I said yeah, it. Yeah, that, that, that got weird real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, thank you very much for that. Your support helps us to find giveaways, which we'll probably have one during the members only stream again. We'll see. I have to look at how many members we have and how many people show up there. Produce more content and generally give back to Legion Myth community as a whole. And of course, as I always like to say, we cannot ignore you crazy rascals. That's right. I love that word rascals. I've been using it a lot recently. Who subscribe to Legion of Myth and hang out with us in our chat during these live streams. Whether you're a chatter or a lurker, we appreciate you taking the time to be here. Join us on Thursdays and Saturdays, except for yesterday, on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth to watch Heath and Dog and his team of amazing, what word should I go with today? Boomers play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. That's fair. On, on Fridays and Sundays. Are you ever going to do stuff that's not that Halloween thing? Because it's getting really hard to label those videos. <laughs> I understand. I get it. Uh, well, no, it's uh, fine. Un until we get the items that we want. I already have mine. So gotcha. all, the, all of the loot I get, I'm now spreading out to other people. So they can get their stuff faster. So it shouldn't be too long. They're not boomers. Shut up, boomer. All right. <laughs> who is the person who made that famous? Was it some Twitch streamer that actually made that? Uh... Anyway, um, or OK Boomer. That's what it is. OK Boomer. Yeah, whatever. It's just, it's just a meme, guys. It's just a meme. You don't have to type in all caps. It's OK. Calm down. <laughs> uh greatest generation i'm how about that i'm gonna take that i'm greatest generation i think that's already taken yeah i'm still going with it okay did they have the 80s no we did <laughs> uh, they had they had bigger wars oh yeah that's fair that actually meant something <laughs> yeah that's okay fair. fair roaring 20s that's where we are right now the roaring 20s I keep going backward. Anyway, <laughs> on Fridays and Sundays, stop by Legion of Myth YouTube channel where we live stream fundamentals and overviews of tabletop role-playing games and provide opinions. You guys know what the hell we do here. Yep. All right. Um, warm up the crowd uh, while I get things ready for us to start the segment. <laughs> do a lot of drugs and vote for ronald reagan i wish i could do that again <laughs> really you i what, what what i just had my brain explode <laughs> oh i'm a time traveler i forgot to tell you i know what i could know the words saying that again and ronald reagan come out of the same sentence with you really like, it kind of freaks me out Hey, are now, you Carthon? No, I'm just saying that 
with the choices we have now, Ronald Reagan's looking pretty good. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, all right, that's there. That's there. Where is Green Party and like bathe myself in bleach afterward? But still, hey, I voted for Ross Perot. Okay. <laughs> all right. Can, can, can I get a word in edgewise? Can I get a word in edgewise? <laughs> Let's say you got a chicken, and your chicken's on a farm, right? <laughs> I love those Saturday night lives, night lives skits. Yep. They were great. Uh, are you ready? Yep. All right, for segment one. It is segment one, right? Yeah, we're still we're still running into segment one. It feels like we've had an entire stream already, but for segment one today, uh, Heathen Dog is going to talk to us about the occupational character classes and some other little character traits and so forth that happen in the Rifts Ultimate Edition game. And I have I, my, my psychic powers are working. I am a mind melter. I feel it. The Elemental Fusionist is going to be the most talked about favorite class today, right? Wrong! Oh, shit! <laughs> uh, <laughs> we actually have a video on the elemental fusionist and i think it's the crazy right that we did like two years ago yeah if you want to find our social media join us on our discord you can go ahead and see those links below we also have merchandise and charity they took three shirts off of redbubble Ooh, somebody flagged me oh no i'm so hurt you flagged my channel oh geez um i just have them elsewhere now <laughs> you can still find the shirts uh I, i'll let people know in my discord about that and of course if you want to donate to our charity you can see that in the link below or if you're watching on twitch it's right there in a big old panel for you just click that button and give to our charity and of course you can find us on alternative media because people are trying to flag us on youtube and i think it's hilarious please please ban me please show me that that you're a little pansy and, and that you can't handle alternate points of view please ban me just, just stop talking about them. I don't care. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a charity also. Again, you can click that little button. What is this? What is this? Oh, yeah, this is hashtag RPGate, which apparently makes people feel ways about things because we believe that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds and that the focus of your tabletop group should be on role-playing and having a good time. The core values. That's right, core. They have to be on the inside. They have to be the epitome of who you are, of hashtag RPGate, and any good tabletop group are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural Organic inclusion, not forced diversity, authoritarianism. Wah! All right, I'm done. I don't know what the hell is wrong with me today. That was really weird, but we're going to go with it. Yep. And remember, this is a live stream podcast discussion, not concise step by step tutorial. We may deviate off topic and go on tangents. Please enjoy. Ooh. Ooh. Oh my God. Yeah, this is getting weird today. What, what is wrong with me? See, you're hungover and I'm just acting like oh, all... you're acting fool. But... <laughs> This is crazy. Stuff is happening. I'm not trying to invite people. Let me get this shared on the screen. How about that? Oh, it's right, called so, present now. Uh, share. Yeah, what we're going to do today, we're going to look at all of the different uh, kinds of OCCs and choose one. We're going to choose one from each category. Okay. And we're going to not not to do a deep dive of it, but we're going to do an overview of it. So you have an idea of uh, of what the entire range of classes entail. Now, we're not going over the crazy because we did that already. We're not, yep. we're definitely not going over elemental fusionists because it shouldn't exist. I mean, it's, it's a pox <laughs> on everyone's house, so <laughs> it, it shouldn't happen. And a shifter is just stupid. Oh yeah. You talk, actually, didn't you make a shifter for uh, the yeah. Legion Myth Week live stream? Yeah. So there's actually yeah. a video of Heathen oh. Dog making a shifter. Just it's, it's just poison. 
See, I would play one. That, that's no, definitely not, just just yeah. like back when we talked about the Diabolist at the beginning of the year. Yeah, that actually fits my motif. I like that kind Diabolist, of Diabolist, Summoner, and Shifter, the three worst classes in Palladium. Three worst classes. You know why? Because sooner or later, those three classes are going to be the reason your team wipes. Sooner or later. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right, page 43. Hit it, 43. Hit it so it's at 45 on this? I hey, no look at that. It's 45. I was right. <laughs> going down one page. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, good. good start here. Okay, there I got it. Go. Yeah. All right, so these are the, the occupational character classes. We have men-at-arms, adventurers and scholars, practitioners of magic, psychics, RCCs, which are only one in this book, and uh, the coalition soldier OCCs, they should be in men at arms, but they're, what are you doing? I'm trying to show each one. I didn't know you're going to go by that quickly. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I wanted people to actually be able to read them on the screen. There. All the coalition soldier stuff should be over in uh, men at arms, but they have it separate just in case you want to make a coalition campaign. These, what you have to choose from. That's it. So there you go. So we're going to start, uh, you know, with the men at arms class and it's going to include coalition soldier, just FYI. And we're going to do uh, that sexy beast right there. We're not going to do Glitter Boy. We're going to do. I mean, Glitter Boy is like, I mean, that's what the game well, was originally going to be named after. Yeah, fair. I, I mean, what what else? What's the, what? Glitter Boy? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, screw it. We'll do, we'll do Glitter Boy. Okay. That's fine. All right. Find, find me the page. <laughs> find you the page. <laughs> Are you not prepared for the segment? Oh, look at that well, sexy I was, guy. I was prepared for Glitter Boy. Another sexy beast right there. Come oh, on. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, you my God. Chainsaw sword. Love it. There it is. Page 67. Okay, thanks. Because I would have just kept scrolling down. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. when I play Rifts, I, the class I played the most is the Borg. Yeah. Summon Cy Sword, Cyber Knight. Wait, wait, what the hell? It's at 67, right? Yeah. Wow. It's three pages off. Okay. It's three pages. All right. So Look, the nerdy ogre, the glitter boy is the true. iconic. It's It'd be true. like me talking about the sword master for Earth Dawn. It's it's you kind of want to go with what's iconic in this. Yeah. The idea behind the glitter boy is you are a legacy robot pilot. Basically, you're your legacy. Now, glitter boys for most of North America, besides some some secret installations, they're not produced anymore. The uh the dark ages, the 200 years of the of the dark ages, the the production of the glitter boy was forgotten. I mean, the people forgot how to do it. So any glitter boys that you have as a, as a character, you got from your father who got it from his father's father's father, father, and all the way back to, you know, Nima, but before the fall of the world. So you are part robot pilot, part mercenary, part mechanic, because you have to keep up your glitter boy. You have to machine parts for it. You have to, uh, you have to maintain it and pilot it and pass down the legacy b before you die to somebody else who you think is worthy. In fact, that's part of character creation. You yes. actually get bonuses if you're a legacy pilot. Yes. So uh, of all the mega damage suits of power armor available for Rift's Earth, only the Glitter Boy is known to have originated from before the Great Cataclysm and remains one of the most powerful, feared, and respected fighting machines on the planet. The, uh, the Samus is based off of uh power armor or robot power whatever it is uh 
that that was before the cataclysm uh not really before but based on a design from before so the gooder boy is really the only one that is it basically exactly the same as it was before except it was called the chromium guardsman before is that what it's called in chaos earth yes okay it was called the chromium guardsman instead of glitter boy because glitter boy is kind of like a 70s douche version of a real name well glitter boy reminds me of something where you know like kleenex where it's really facial tissue but whether it's the company logo or just what people continue to call it you know that that it just kind of became the term that uh, you know that's used. Sandpaper. It's not sandpaper. It's abrasive paper. But sandpaper was the company that. Uh... Yep. I get it. Now, two things uh, move the glitter boy to its own category when you're talking about uh, piloting ro- small robot armor. One is its reflective coating, and two is the boom gun. The reflective coating makes all lasers do half damage. Yep. Which is great because most stuff. You'll see you'll, you, when you read this book, most weapons are MDC lasers. Most. Now, there are some anti-Glitter Boy stuff where they have tunable laser beam guns where you can, you know, tune out the frequency of the Glitter Boy's reflective armor or some other nonsense like that to make it do full damage. Or you just use plasma weapons and boom, boom, and you can do it. But, you know, it's up to you. And the boom gun. The boom gun is iconic because, well... As you can imagine, boom gun goes boom and it makes other things go boom as well. It's very, it's a whole lot of damage all at once. Yep. And it, uh, uh, the whole reason that it's called a boom gun is because when it goes off, it creates a sonic boom in the area. Now you're in power armor, you're great. But anyone who's not in any kind of armor or vehicle or something like that, they go deaf. Well, e- even even in vehicles, uh, if it's like lightly armored APC yeah. or whatever, you have, you suffer. Yeah, if you're in non-environmental armor or a non-sealed, uh, uh, environmentally sealed vehicle, you're 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 gonna get some ear damage. You're gonna, it's gonna it's gonna hurt. I got tinnitus because we had a glitter boy in the park. Exactly, exactly. There's a lot of deaf people who run with glitter boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do dog so, boys feel about that? Oh, they don't feel. Oh, they. I'm sure they feel ways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every time he fires. So let's move down. And there's a whole lot of history on the glitter boy. Oh, and, here we uh, go. Let me let me zoom out. So yeah, there it is. See it. Zoom out so you can get the whole picture. There now there go. there are a couple of weaknesses to the glitter boy. One of them being is it's not fast. No, it is it is a slow, cumbersome thing. It is it's it's a it's a walking tank, and it moves yeah. like a tank. That's basically it. I mean, it's not fast at all. It is it is slow, but it is powerful, and it can hang. So it has somebody told me this was retconned out. Please correct yeah. me or correct the person. Yeah. Um, I remember that Glitter Boys, before it could fire its boom gun, had to put these pylons into the ground to yes. stay stabilized. Somebody That's said that was retconned out. Well. Is it? It's, rec- it's out? They don't, have don't to, they don't have to stabilize anymore? I, I thought they did, but uh, again, this isn't my... Let's see if we can find I, it. I was talking about it a few weeks ago, and somebody said, that was retconned out. You don't need those anymore. Oh, I thought you did. Well, we will see when it yeah. comes up to the boom gun. So it's gonna, it's gonna be in here. And they said, "Holy crap!" There are like pages of. I background. know. I'm not. I'm not going through all that. We have. We got time. <laughs> but that's that's awesome. No, that's a good thing. Like, there's yeah, a lot is. of lore, a lot of background helps you understand why this is different than just being a robot pilot. Yes, I mean you can be a robot pilot if you want, but if you're if you're a glitter boy pilot, you have cred. And all that, all those paragraphs are why. Now, if we move on to the glitter boy stats uh, alignment, any, but. If you are a Glitter Boy pilot, you were gifted this armor either by your family member or or a mentor or someone who believed that you deserved it. 
And if that's true, you're usually principled, scrupulous, or unprincipled, one of the, you know, good alignments. At worst, you're anarchist. But usually you're one of the good alignments. And you need a physical prowess of 10 or higher. That's it. You just have to be able to pilot it and not fall down. <laughs> it's basically all. Racial requirements. None. You just have to fit. I mean, you have to fit inside the armor, so you have to be human size. You could be an elf. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Uh, really tall dwarf, I guess. Could probably do it, too. <laughs> uh, NBA dwarf, maybe. I can't reach the pedals. And uh, as a Glitter Boy, you get the following bonuses right off the bat. Glitter Boy is descended from generations of Glitter Pots. This is a legacy Glitter Boy. Yep. If you were chosen. Not if you just found the armor. Like, oh, I found it in the street. No, you found if you were chosen. <laughs> glitter Boy get, armor in the street. Yeah. You get a plus one initiative, plus one strike, plus two pull punch, plus three savers horror factor, plus 20 SDC, a plus one additional attack action when using a Glitter Boy. These bonuses apply only to those with a long family tradition of piloting the Glitter Boy, not those who have recently acquired one. And you what's the most been... important attribute there or, or stat that's bumped up? Initiative. Plus one. Uh, I'd say plus one attack. Additional attack while using a glitter boy that that works too, but uh, initiative bonuses are hard to come by. Yeah, true, true. They are hard to come by, so they're like gold. OCC skills. These are all the skills you get as a glitter boy pilot. Uh, language, language other. Notice there's no. Uh, is there reading? There's no literacy there. He's just okay. You're, you're illiterate. Uh, basic electronics and basic mechanics. Like I said, you are part mechanic. You have to. It's your job to keep this thing running. And I don't know, I don't know if you've if you've tried to restore a car from the 40s or 50s or whatever. They don't make those parts anymore. You got to get creative sometimes. General repair and maintenance, land navigation, pilot robot armor, power armor, pilot combat, uh, elite robot armor, pilot combat basic, pilot, one of any choice. That's like doom buggy, motorcycle, automobile, plane, jet, whatever. Uh radio basic, read sensor equipment, weapon systems, and three weapon proficiencies, all of them for uh, energy weapons and hand-to-hand -hand basic you can change it up to hand that expert for occ related skills which we're going to see right here select seven other skills at level that's one. not a lot that little boys lot, are very supremely focused in what they do it's true and you have these skill sections to choose from any in communications none from cowboy there's cowboy God damn. yeah 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 there's there is a cowboy feel I'm guessing they brought over the new West stuff into yeah, here. I don't know, but, but there is actually, yes, a category called cowboy. That's awful. Domestic. Any hate. Everyone's got to learn how to cook, right? You don't want to poison yourself. Electrical. None. Espionage. Detect ambush. Tech and seaman only. Horsemanship. None. You're, why would you? You're glitter boy. Come on. Automotive mechanic only. So I guess you know which, what, uh, what pilot to take. It's pilot automobile because anything else you're not going to be able to, you know, maintain. First aid paramedic, you know, blah, 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 all this stuff. Any weapon proficiency, any technical, plus 5% to, to uh, certain skills in the technical area. And then you have secondary skills, two secondary skills. These are skills from the, uh, the skill list, from the OCC-related skill list as well, but two other ones, but they get no bonuses at all. Standard equipment, Glitter Boy Power Armor, complete with boom gun. We're going to look at the boom gun in a minute. And a full payload. You start off with a full, full clips for... For all your weapons. I'm glad and, it uh, says it because I've been in a couple boomer. of games where the glitter boy was told, well, you have to find ammo though. Cause I don't want you to start with the boom gun. Like, no, okay, that's, that's the whole point of being yeah. a glitter boy. Yeah. 
And uh, those, uh, you get all the stuff. Uh, environmental body armor. Use light environmental body armor because you know you're in a you're in a glitter place. Shut up. Energy <laughs> rifle, sidearm choice. Four extra eclipse for each. Uh, one non-energy weapon. I recommend a knife. Two grenades. Two smoke grenades. Six signal flare survival. Oh, another survival knife. Utility belt. I'm Batman. Air filter. Gas mask. Walkie-talkie. Two. Okay. All kinds of stuff. Money. 46 times 100 credits and 1d4 times 1,000 in black market items. Everyone starts off with, no, almost everyone starts off with black market items. And it's up to the game master whether you can turn them in now or have to find a fence or whatever. And it's always hard. Just give me the money. Just give me the money. <laughs> <laughs> don't, be a, don't be a dick about Good, it. Because not only is it a random roll in what it's worth, but then you have to deal with the game master and be like, hmm, I'll give you 60% of that. <laughs> what? You know? No. Stop it. <laughs> Uh, All right, and if you go with the Gooder Boy power armor... Well, before you go there, I do want to point out, related OCCs, right? He actually says the best variants of the Glitter Boy OCC can be found in Rift's World Book Japan because those are time-traveling... Yeah, somebody's going to yell at me for that. I don't care. I'm saying it that way anyway. They are time-traveling Glitter Boys and Rift's World Book 23 Free Quebec, which has just got all the insane Glitter Boys. Yeah, those are the... Because in Canada... They have, they secretly have the, I think, I believe they secretly have the ability to keep to manufacture Glitter Boys and they've manufactured a whole bunch of variants. Oh, nerdy. Actually, do you want to go through some? No, we're not done. When we're done with Glitter Boy, we'll go through some of these comments. Okay. The first thing about Glitter Boy is right off the bat, it says, unknown to the heroes of Rift's Earth, the Glitter Boy environmental suit was first fully field operational power armor to be deployed by the U.S. military and was key unit in the multinational peacekeeping organization known as NEMA, Northern Eagle Military Alliance and misidentified by dark age legends as neiman's because people are dumb neiman's members nation usa canada mexico the armor's original name was the chromium guardsman but that name is long forgotten and remembered by the snappier nickname glitter boy because they because they glitter because they're coating their anti-laser coating makes them glitter uh sea chaos earth traces back all the way blah blah, blah. okay uh, they're small, they're mobile, one-person armored robot vehicle. The robot suit stands approximately 10 feet tall and offers fully articulated hands and mobility of the human body. It's not super fast, not made for that, but it's, it's made to, you know, get around by walking. Uh, the robotic frame is nearly indestructible, resilient, well, nearly indestructible in, in Rift's Earth doesn't really mean much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I mean, come on, really? All right. Uh, it's so indestructible that it has four or 700 uh, whatever uh, MDC. 770 main body yeah. MDC. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, really it's, good. it's not bad. It's good. But uh, the robotic frame, and it's also made to, to keep you in there for long periods of time. It was made to be comfortable. It was made to seat you in a way where uh, muscle fatigue and uh, uh, stiffness and, and stuff like that is, is negated as much as possible. So you, a person can stay in there for 24 hours at a time, but after that they have to, you know, get out and stretch, you know, you can't stay in the armor forever. You got to get out. You got to stretch. You got to, you know, do some calisthenics and stuff like that. Get, get the blood flowing because, uh, you know, sure. It's super comfortable and made for long periods, but not, not that long. How they eat. I mean, I'm sure there's a little chest or something that you can carry some snacks in, but I mean, yeah. if you're in there, it says three weeks here. If you're in there for three weeks, how do you eat? Does it got a big glitter boy straw or something? I mean, it could, it could, it very well could. <laughs> okay. Uh, it says here, the former coalition state of free Quebec is the only kingdom in North America that manufactures and deploys glitter boys as part of its army and national defenses. In fact, free Quebec deploys and maintains the largest contingent of glitter boys in the world. 
a scheme that helped out helped put a quick end to the coalition's plan to invade and conquer free Quebec when it proclaimed its independence and seceded from the coalition. This is all see that that another reason why I didn't want to do the Rift's ultimate book is because a lot of the a lot of the supplemental books and world books have already happened. Yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. Pisses me off. But let's let's instead of spoiling all that, let's go to the Glitter Boy Power Room itself. Seven hundred and seventy main body. That is for e- even for robot armor. That is huge. And lasers do half damage. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Speed sixty miles per hour. It's not slow, but there are I mean, a lot. But of for a vehicle, for a vehicle, it's not fast. For a vehicle, it's not fast. Uh, it can leap twelve feet high or. Uh, the, the 10 feet with a running start jet thruster assisted leaps hurl the power armor 80 feet across if necessary the thrusters can momentarily hold the g10 aloft as high as 12 feet off the ground but only for less than a minute okay underwater capabilities swimming please doesn't swim it has thrusters that can move it underwater but it's garbage it's not meant for that it is water sploosh, sploosh, sploosh. power system nuclear energy Average energy life is 25 years. Now, Wait, what am think, I supposed no, to do after that? Forever. Yeah, 25 years. That's forever. It is now. But remember, you're you're in a you're in a legacy vehicle that was manufactured over 300 years ago. This thing has been re- the nuclear engine has been replaced several times. <laughs> so you might have to replace yours as well. Yours could only have an extra year on it. One year of life left in your engine. You have to find a new one. So get ready for that. Can we live in Quebec, please? Sorry, what? Can we live in Quebec? Uh, I need no. it. Oh, but I'm not playing a glitter boy. <laughs> no, you don't want. Yeah, it's not. It's not fun. But uh, Quebec is wrong for many reasons. One, it's Canada. And uh, <laughs> two, uh, Qu- uh, Quebec is like worse Canada than regular Canada. Because well, Mr. Mr. Max Boivin, who's <laughs> might be in our chat right now. They're, they're Canadians who hate themselves. He said, I want to be in France. I want to secede and become French. You want to become a worse country than you already are? Why? Why? Stupid. All right. Uh, Yes. RG-14 rapid acceleration electromagnetic rail gun. Bam. That is a big mouthful. Boom gun. It shoots out flechette style rounds at the speed of Mach 5 and actually creates a sonic boom. Flechette. That means... It's uh, hundreds and hundreds of small needles shot out at five times the speed of sound. It's shooting trash at you. Yeah. And it hurts bad. 3D6 times 10 mega damage per shot. Uh, Where's, oh, there it is. For for single shot stuff, I mean, the only thing thing better is is actual artillery platforms. That means the average hit. Yeah, average shot sure. is 110 mega damage. It, now, if if a person, a guy in average in average MDC body armor gets hit by this, they die. They just die because the average body armor is between 75 and 100 MDC. 100s on the on the high side. So they get hit by a boom gun, they just die. They just turn to salsa, and that's it. 
the power armor suit is specifically insulated from shockwaves of its own boom gun because it creates a sonic boom. Characters without any type of sound or ear protection will be temporarily deafened for 2d4 minutes and are minus eight on initiative and minus three to parry and dodge. Characters who are inside environmental body armor, light MD vehicle, or power armor will have some protection, but are still temporarily deafened for 1d4 minutes. Minutes. Same penalty apply, but for short. Yeah, minutes. Minutes. Not Each actions or rounds. <laughs> no, minutes. So if you are in medium or heavy body armor or a medium, a medium armored vehicle, you're fine. Anything less than that, you're in trouble. Rate of fire. Each booming blast counts as one action. How many actions do you have? Say five. Well, you get plus boom. one if you're legacy. That's true. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. It's like an automatic shotgun. It's scary as hell and it kills everything around it. Range, 11,000 feet. That's two miles two mile range if you can see it you can hit it and you can kill it payload 1000 rounds in an auto feed ammo canister 1000 shots it's absolutely just do you do you understand why some people think that this is an op class i don't think it is because it has inherent weaknesses that uh, a lot of bad gms don't like to exploit but uh, just off the cuff standing toe to toe in a fight this is dang your OP. Yeah. It is. Uh, it takes 15 minutes to reload 40 rounds. But, you know, if if the fight you're in exhausts all 1,000 of your shots, you were going to lose anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to lose anyway. If you if you fire the boom gun a 1,000 times and still haven't won the battle you're fighting, eh, it was never in the cards for you. I'm sorry. There are altern- alternative weapons. Uh, large heavy rail guns modified to have their trigger guard removed or the trigger guard enlarged uh, plasma weapons uh, you know all, all kinds of stuff that that is modified uh, boom gun replacement there there are there are some there are some weapons in this book even that connect power to the glitter boy armor itself so it runs off of it off of the glitter boys nuclear you know battery or uh, nuclear uh, fusion type thing. So it has basically unlimited ammo for laser or, or plasma or whatever. So those are, those are some of the variants you can have if you don't have a boom gun, which is entirely possible. The GM could say, yes, you can be a glitter boy legacy, but the boom gun was destroyed a hundred years ago and you haven't been able to find a replacement. I'm not playing it then. Okay. You can not play it if you want, but you know, the, the replacement would be, this this energy weapon that does less damage but has unlimited ammo. Uh, I, I, I could I could take it, I could take it. And if I you go down gun. the next page, you get to see the uh, the the boom gun how with it the looks. pylons sticking into the ground. And there are still pylons there. Yep, you see the pylons. They have to they have to go into the ground. That plus uh, stabilizing thrusters counteract the insane kickback of the boom gun to make sure that the glitter boy stays upright when firing it. Now I haven't, I haven't uh, seen anywhere in here where it says it's not. And since I'm looking at a picture of the, the anti-sway pylons, I'm going to say it's not reconned out because it's right there. I've got a comment on that. That starred. Okay. Then we move to, what is that? Hand-to-hand combat, elite glitter boy. This is specifically glitter boy robot combat. 
It will not work in any other armor. You do not get these bonuses. Plus two initiative, plus two to strike when shooting the boom gun or other rail cannons. Uh, plus two to strike hand-to-hand -hand combat, parry, dodge, disarm, pull punch, all that. Why would anyone pull punch? I don't get that. Uh, special systems, optical systems, advanced laser targeting, self-destruct. You can self-destruct like a Gundam. That's fine. Uh, laser resistant armor. All glitter boys are made from special alloys with a chrome looking surface. A resistance to laser attack does half damage, like I said. Other features, all standard environmental power armor features, plus built-in language translator and depth gauge. So if if you have language, a language on file, it will automatically translate to and from. So when you're speaking out the speaker of your glitter boy armor, you can speak French if you want to be dumb, or you can speak Spanish or German or whatever and understand it as long as it's in the in the uh, computer system. Can you read this designer's note, or I can read it if you want, because I love it. Go ahead. Designer's note to Game Masters. At some point, someone somewhere in game design land must have decreed, all characters must be equal. And a bunch of game companies jumped on the bandwagon to even out the power level of every character. How tragic. That's like expecting every opponent in a video game to offer the same level of difficulty. Talk about boring. Of course, there has to be game balance, but complete equality for all characters? Never! Every character in Rifts... Rifts, that's, that's the word I wanted to say. Every character in Rifts is deliberately designed to have unique abilities, strengths, and weaknesses. Those unique abilities may be awesome and powerful under one set of circumstances, like the Glitter Boy shooting things with the boom gun, or environment, and a liability under another, I don't know, high-speed engagement? Yeah. Or, or you know, ha to having to leave it yep. unattended at some time, it can easily be stolen. That emulates real life and in game terms is deliberately designed to encourage creativity. That's right, you're not being a dick GM by being creative. Ingenuity and role-playing, unless you constantly do it. Gotta have seven guards or... Bruce Lombardo for five dollars. Thank you for the five dollars, Bruce. This is the best designer's note to game masters in the history of ever. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the five bucks, sir. No, I agree, that's why... Fair. I read this when I was making my Glitter Boy character for our folio a few weeks ago, yep. and I was like, yes! Oh my god, yes! Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. And if it wasn't you, if it was somebody else, I don't care. Thank you for letting it be in your book. <laughs> anyway, the Griff's game has been carefully playtested, and there is most definitely balance between the vast array of characters. However, Big Bold capitalized... The GM, and depending on the circumstances, the players must exploit those strengths and weaknesses for the balance to work. The Glitter Boy is a great example of this. I can't tell you how many times I've heard a Rifts gamer say, Glitter Boys are too powerful. I banned them from my game. Or, Glitter Boys rock. They destroy everything. Roar. Yep. Yet, I've heard they're other players. Right. What's that? They're, and they're both right. It, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yet I've heard other players say that an almost equal number of times, Glitter Boys are too slow and vulnerable. They die too easy. I don't see why anybody thinks they're so tough. At first well, glance, you might think one of these comments must be wrong. They can't yeah, both be correct, correct, but they are both correct. Yeah. All of them. De depending, and this is a great point right here, depending on the circumstance. The type of combat, the cleverness of the players, and the sophistication of the GM. Glitter boys can be devastatingly powerful or pathetically vulnerable. Yes. yes, they are a powerhouse character. They are supposed to be, but they also have their weaknesses. 
And I'm not going to read any more, but it goes well, on yeah, and talks here, about strengths and weaknesses. Here, here's the easiest thing that, that, that people do wrong to get Glitter Boys killed. Think of Glitter Boy as a tank. Think of it as a tank. No one, no, no military sends out tanks alone. That's that's when you get tanks killed. A, a tank is part of a team to, to defend it so it can shoot out massive amounts of damage to, to enemy enemy units. A tank by itself is going to get surrounded and murdered. Has to have a support crew. So if you're if you have and a bunch there's of a flip side to that, infantry is covered by the tank. That that support yes. crew is covered cover by the tank. Other. Yeah, exactly. They, they cover each other. Now that is our example of a men at arms. Now we're going to go an example of adventure or, or scholar. And, and I think, I'm and I'm glad you're doing this no because I, 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 I'm glad you're doing this because I think that all of these character classes in the support area are overlooked. Yes, they are. This is this one you're gonna want, but first we're gonna look at we're gonna look at chat before I say which oh, yeah, one yeah, it is. We're yeah. gonna look at chat. That's good. It's good. Let's do that. All right, here we go. Why don't you have an RPG gate poster? I don't know. That's a good idea. Actually, I kind of do. I kind of do. But you know what? I think I'll, I'll design one directly as a poster. I think that's a good idea. It's a good idea, Kevin. Thank you. Um, for those that want details outside the core book, Free Quebec and the NGR bot. Oh, I think both manufactured oh, glitter boys. Yeah. yeah. Including new version. So. And also uh, um, the uh, Japan World book has glitter boys as well. By the way, those who want to correct every word we say, this is how you write it up. This is a good correction. This is a good update. This, this, this expands what we're telling everybody. Yep. Oops, I didn't need that. Um, the pitons. The, the pitons in, uh, in Savage is, yeah, okay. Yeah, Iron Savage got it. Okay. Um, okay. But then there's this. Newer alternative versions of the Glitter Boy do not have to plant itself to fire weapons. Many versions do not have the boom gun. But that is if the it boom doesn't gun. have the boom gun, then you don't need, you don't need the, the uh, anti-sway system. Understandable. Never understood where the boom gun had recoil. Railgun doesn't have recoil. Doesn't? Mm. I thought anything, anytime a projectile goes this way, some force has to go back that well, way. You know, to be fair, huh. uh, an electromagnetic railgun wouldn't have anywhere near as, as much recoil as you'd think, but, but it still would have some. And accelerating something to Mach 5 in the span of like 10 feet is going to cause a, you to have some some kind of way about this. Okay, it's 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 gonna it's gonna cause a problem, and the the anti sway mechanism is the solution. Also, physics aside, it's cinematic. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, I'll just leave it there. It's cinematic. Hey, he then two things. Uh, once. <laughs> Okay, certain models of Glitter Boy don't need the spikes. We are okay, we discussed that. And who do you think would win in a fight? Glitter Boy or a gladiator from Robotech? You say he's talking about the gladiator destroyed, the archer? Yeah, yeah, the the, the destroyed. Um the the glitter boy, because uh Rip's mech have more MDC than Robotech mech. On average. And uh the, the gladiator can pull out some major damage. Can bust out some real damage. Uh, where are the destroids in this book? Uh, are there no mine? destroids? Okay, here we go. There's Excalibur, Gladiator, Mark Two. So the Mark Three. This is like I guess the most upgraded one in all the Palladium games. So MDC for its main body is three hundred. 
Yeah, it's not. Okay, it's not, not out. okay that that's bad. That means the average. It can take three hits of average rolls from a boom yeah. gun before it blows up. But what about its damage output? If it has like an average of five hundred MDC damage output, then it might win. Well, it has one, two, three, four, four weapon systems. Missiles, mini missile, so multi missile, mini missile, rapid fire laser, and high power GRA 10 laser cannon. So, laser cannon itself is uh, 3d6 per individual blast. Nope, that's halved against Glitter Boy, so that's not good. Yep. Uh, rapid fire laser turret is, nope, where the hell half. is it? Uh, D4 times 10. Well, it's got half. modifiers in here where you could actually get it up to 2d4 times 10, but uh, just doing the basics. Uh, then the we got the, the mini missiles. Which just says payload. I have to look up the mini missiles. I, I'm not on that page, and I'm not going to go there. And then the multi missiles can fire two, four, eight, and I don't remember what the damage for those missiles are. I know it's in the book, but anyway, okay. I, I'm I'm going to put my money on the glitter boy. Yeah, you, yeah, it's it's best to put your money on the glitter boy. Sure, yeah, the the missiles can can have a devastating effect, but you don't have a thousand missiles in that thing. So violence sells everything. Says one d six times ten average for mini missiles. Okay. So it's gonna it's gonna put out some hurting, but it's yeah, not it's gonna it's not gonna hurt. But seven hundred and seventy MDC against two hundred and fifty MDC. Hmm. Hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the glitter boy next. Like the idiot GM who, who said I could be a glitter boy pilot, but couldn't start with a glitter boy robot. That's that's what? dumb. Next. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Um, I dislike when core book references splat books. The core book should be good enough to stand on its own. Understand this I book was, and it's the same thing that, that he's been talking about too, where he would rather have covered, you know, the, the first book or the 30th year, uh, 94, 94, 91, early nineties version, whatever, whenever it came out. Yes. I, I understand that, but this is the book that sold now. And this book does follow an upgraded timeline. It'd be like if I'm covering, I know it's a different edition, but just for the sake of argument, it'd be like if I'm covering fourth edition Earthdown versus first edition Earthdown, it actually moves the timeline forward. It's going to have some things in there that the earlier edition didn't have. Um, but see, yeah, I get it. But it, it, I kind of like the fact that it referenced it myself. Not, not that I think it should. I just kind of like the facts like, hey, here's the book. If you want more, use those other ones. I just wish it would say, you don't have to, though, because apparently that's something that you have to say, kind of like his disclaimer that he had a moment ago. It feels like something you have to say to players and gamers now. You don't have to incorporate everything that's been written, though. You could just use the core book as you know, on its own. Yep. I don't know why you have right. to say that nowadays, but uh, can you speak French, Max? Not, Max, not fluently, but yes. Um, I, I can actually understand it better than I can speak it. Yeah, speak enemy language. Ugh. Look, in when I went to uh, uh, junior high, because that's where we started foreign languages, um, we had Spanish, which I, I know, uh, French and German. And I thought German was going to be too hard. So that's why I went with French. No, German, I, German wasn't hard. I, well, I know that now. I didn't know that as an eighth grader. I wish I would have taken I German. I had the same choices and French and Spanish for the same reasons. I mean, French is just a, 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 a an enemy language and uh, Spanish is a dirt language. So uh, I chose German. You I know, wish I would have chosen. But you know it, what? My junior year of high school, I chose I chose Russian. So there we go. go. So I made up for the French, right? And lastly, here's the last one. Uh, oh, crap. I highlighted the wrong one. He said that there's some sort of MD, uh, uh, SDC 
hit point impact rule if you're hit by an MDC weapon, even if you're wearing body armor. That's off. Oh yeah, door. yeah. There, there's a there is a, a kind of like a TBI rule in this in this thing where you, you you you're sure you took no damage, but the explosion was enough to knock you off your feet. It's enough to rattle your brain, and you still take SDC damage a little bit because you rattle around in, inside your inside your suit or inside the vehicle or whatever. See if I do not- remember that. I don't know where it is in this book. Well, maybe when Enemy we follow language, that's right. Oh, no, no. Eep, Dirkle, Borkle. What? The, uh, the Rick and Morty reference. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. All right, I think I said on. that right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, what page was I going to? 91. Your... 91. 91. We're going to look at the operator. Here we go. And why does nobody take this one? We'll find out. We'll read it. The operator is a super mechanic and repairman. There you go. That's all people need to read and go next. But it's super important, especially if you have, I don't know, a glitter boy (laughs) or an armored vehicle or some kind of transport for your entire gang. And you don't want to burn your, all of your related and secondary skills on, on maintaining this thing. Remember a glitter boy can only, only maintain a glitter boy and a car and that's it. Those, those are the, those are the mechanic skills he can take. So if you're in anything else or have any other kind of vehicle or any other kind of power armor, you're going to need an operator to, to take care of it. There's also so, one other thing that people forget that the operator can do for your group. What's that? Make you money. Yes. Yes. If you need money, you go into a big town and you say, Hey, re- repair shops open. And you can you can uh, you can repair other people's stuff for money. A mechanical electrical whiz kid who can fix just about anything that has gears and wires. As such, they are always a welcome sight in any community and are treated with respect and admiration. That does not happen. Here, here's the thing: what a lot of people don't understand about riffs is that when you walk into a town, if you walk in with your glitter boy, if you walk in with your with your full MDC environmental armor, people are going to think you're there to kill them right they're going to treat you badly imagine walking into walmart in full marine corps battle rattle i mean walmart's probably a bad a bad example because lots of people walk into walmart wearing all kinds of weird shit so you may not even get noticed yeah, but fair. uh yeah what walk walk into a, a high-end uh, high-end department store where you know with the with it with an m60 and uh, and full 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 uh, combat body armor. Uh, people are gonna feel ways about things about you, and uh, the cops are gonna come. So uh, don't do it. But if you're an operator, you walk into a town. Hey, operators in town, like oh my god, this is great. Our generator's been down for two weeks. We haven't seen anyone come by in a month. Oh my god, we got the spare parts, but we don't know how to use it. Can you help us? Ah, oh, sure. And then you have the the debt and gratitude of an entire town just by appearing it's great all right so let's see uh what are their special abilities on the next page we can see special abilities none of these abilities apply to bionics or cybernetics you have to be a body fixer to get those those bonuses and there's a minus 20 percent skill penalty when working on robots and power armor unless you have the robot mechanics and electronic skills oh which that's if you cool don't take, yeah if you don't take it why 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 because you be an operator? in palladium this penalty is usually across the board Unless you're a particular class that is meant for robotics. Right. 
So that's but if cool. you get the power armor repair skills, then it doesn't count. Jury rig repairs. You can slap together solid temporary repairs in half the time that lasts twice as long. The, the jury rig skill allows you to MacGyver a solution to a problem and have it work for a while. It's going to break again, but it's going to work now. It's your donut tire that you just put on to get to the, to well, the, the worst mechanic. Of that, I mean, it's a, it's the whole, uh, there's one, one episode of MacGyver where some, someone shot a hole in, in his, in his car's radiator and he cracked a couple eggs in it and the egg cooked itself and plugged the hole from the inside. Then he was able to fill, fill it with water, something like that. I don't think it would work in real life, but it, it worked in MacGyver land, but something like that. <laughs> That's 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 a jury rig solution. It'll work for a little while. Your jury rig solutions will take half as long to implement and work twice as long afterward. That's great. Yeah. Find parts and components. You're a scavenger. You know what to look for. When, when, when you find wreckage, everyone else sees garbage. You see gold. Uh, recognize machine quality. This is important, especially when you when you're buying new machines, get getting your power armor repaired, stuff like that. You want operator around to be able to tell you is he screwing me over or not? Is this going to work? Repair and soup up machines. This is this is the big one. Repairs for cheap. Replace MDC. Add MDC. You have a 70, 770 mega damage alloy glitter boy. Not anymore. Brand new vehicles and body armor, blah, blah, blah. the percentage increased depending on the operator's skill level and experience, plus 5% at levels 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, and 14. And there are always these limits, even as like a Borg or something, if you want to slap more armor on or increase your, your armor threshold, there's a limit because you usually have to buy it in money, but then it's like, okay, at this point, you're weight. done. Yeah. yeah. There, there, it gets bulk and weight, at, you know, and then it's done. But uh, the operator gets around this these artificial maximum by saying oh well i can just you know uh make the alloy in a different way to make it thinner lighter faster stronger whatever but it's still limited by this five percent each level which is fine I, I like that i like the fact that he can increase more but you know you can't just go out there i'm now glitter boy a seven thousand mdc yeah, yeah, nothing like no. that no no nothing like that and then maximize performance. Can tweak a vehicle or most any machine to perform better. Increase speed by 20%. That's huge. Range of weapons by 10%. Reduce the weight of a vehicle by 10%. And add one extra weapon or feature per body area of a vehicle or standing fortification. That's awesome. That is huge. That is huge. You know, my tank is 20% faster than your tank. You win. But one extra weapon or feature, because again, I use the Borg example because I just know it well. I can only fit in like three arm items or something. I, I forget the exact number, right? It doesn't matter. Now I can have four. Yep. That's another sensor. That's another gun. That's another, you know, whatever it happens to be, chest, shoulders, whatever. The fact, and that's in each location. Hey, uh, hey body fixer, I'm going to lay down here. You do what you got to do. Yeah, <sighs> just, just, just don't tickle me. We're fine. <laughs> All right. And OCC bonuses, one of the only. OCCs that give you a plus to IQ. Plus one to IQ. You're well read. Yeah. Plus two to physical strength, plus one to physical prowess. Uh plus two to perception rolls, plus two to save versus fatigue and disease. That's and interesting. Two, two, that is weird. And plus to SDC. I mean the disease one I can maybe see uh just because you know you kind of understand where diseases live and you know so forth. Like you you understand what tetanus is, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh 
The fatigue one? That's kind of interesting. And optional, Psy Operator. This is this is optional. You don't have to be psychic, but if you want to try, you can. It has recently come to light that some operators have developed a degree of psychic power. Approximately 15 to 20% are psychic. Note that all Psy Operators are considered major psych psychics. Pick three abilities from the following, plus one additional ability at levels 4, 8, and 12. Reduce the number of available OCC-related oh, skills hell by no. half. Keep your psychic. I want the skills. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd want the skills too. But, you know... Uh, do they have the good one here? Telemechanics. Yeah, they have yeah, telemechanics. Telemechanics, unless, well, I'm sure it's different, but if it's similar to what's in After the Bomb, it wasn't worth it. In this one, uh, you can touch any machine and know exactly how to operate, how to fix it, how to power it, exactly everything about it. And for a, for a repairman, that's huge. Mm -hmm. That is huge. I thought that was read right, equipment, so, but I could be wrong. OCC stats. You need an IQ of nine or higher. That's it. That's not hard. Well, because you, you'll have a 10 hard. afterward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you have at least a nine, you'll at least have a 10. Uh, ratio requirements, none. You, anyone can be an operator. doesn't matter. And these are your skills. Native language at 92%. One other language, plus 20. Basic math, computer operation, no kidding, electrical engineer, computer repair, fine contraband. There's the jury rig skill. Mechanical engineer, pilot, three three of choice, radio basic, sensor equipment, weapons engineer, weapon proficiency, blunt, Probably a spanner of some kind. Or a, or a hammer, yeah. <laughs> or a hammer. And weapon proficiency modern. And you get hand-to-hand -hand basic, which can be increased to expert or martial arts by burning the OCC-related skills. And OC-related, electrical, any, mechanical, any, and you get plus 10%. That means right now you would get robot, robot power armor repair, and you're now not at the minus 20% to, to, to repair robots. That is an easy take. It is an easy get. You want that skill. Get it. Military, any, plus 5%, or plus 10% for field armor and military fortification. Physical, any except acrobatics, gymnastics, or wrestling. You take boxing. Pilot, any, plus 10%. Pilot-related, any, plus 10%. Why would you want to burn away these skills by, by being some dirty little psychic? No, you want these skills. These skills are awesome. <laughs> Every one of these skills is useful. For the entire group. And you get four secondary skills. Oh, I would have thought it would have been more than four, but okay. Standard equipment is your standard equipment. Flashlight, electrical tape, repair kits, stuff like that. Money, 44 times 1,000. And uh, the wandering operator will have 5d6 times 100 and 3d4 times 1,000 in black. More black market crap. I hate that. Everyone gets black. I already told you about that. Cybernetics, none to start, but you can get you can get cybernetics if you want. It's fine. If you are a psi operator, though, remember, cybernetics and, uh, and bionics will lessen your ISP. And it will make psionics harder. Just fair warning. All right, that is the operator. Very, very overlooked class. Very, very useful to any group, especially a group that has any kind of uh, uh, weapon vehicles or uh, APCs, stuff like that. Any kind of uh, power armor or robot, you want an operator with you. All right, we're going to look at a chat now. Do we have any chat started? uh i have one that's it um I, I what i wanted to do first is i wanted to go back to here and just kind of look over these classes uh real quickly not not going into them in any form like you did uh obviously the men at arms those are your combat classes right I mean, yeah uh so you have a cyborg 
crazy. Uh, it's just a nut job who has his uh, attributes increased by well, you know poking needles into the brain. Not just a nut job. Now, to be fair, yes, he's a the, he's a nut job. <laughs> you have bionic implants in your brain, stimulating your body to work at beyond normal fashion. And this is great. You're basically immune to pain, immune to fatigue. You're faster, stronger, better. Not at the level of a juicer. But as you go up in level, the brain being stimulated this way goes through, let's just say, deficits. <laughs> so you will get neuroses along the way. The higher level you are, the more brain damage you get. That's why they're called crazy. They don't start that way. They get that way. So they start with one, don't they? I thought they started with one. At level one, you're fine. I, oh, I okay. For at, some at reason, for some reason, fine. I thought started with one, but you might be right. Uh, you know more than I do about this stuff. So, um, Cyber Knight is kind of like your uh, your space paladin. Yeah. Glitter boy, we talked about headhunter. This is one I've always struggled with. I'm like, why would you want to be a headhunter and not just a combat cyborg? I mean, I get it. As in, let's say you're playing a character. You were a glitter boy. You were a merc soldier, whatever. And along the way, you got more and more cybernetics because your arms got blown off or something. That I get. But why would I start as a headhunter? Explain that to me. Okay. As a, as a cyborg, a full conversion cyborg, there's lots of places you can't go. We don't, we don't cater to your kind here. There is, you know, uh, a stigma to just having your brain in, in, a, in the chest of a robot. All right. But a headhunter, he is, he's a mercenary soldier with an arm and a leg replaced with, with, you know, weapons or sensors or whatever in there that helps him be what he wants to be. And usually a headhunter is someone who takes bounties on other people, um, you know, hunts people, brings them in for, you know, money. That's what they do. That's, that's what they do. And uh, being, being a partial cyborg helps them do that, but allows them to go to the bar, allows them to lay with a woman, allows them to do all these things <laughs> like a real person. See, it takes a lot to be a full conversion cyborg. It takes a lot to be a juicer. You got to have the right headspace. You're like, I will never be the same again. I am going to put my brain in a robot body. I will never. I be will able agree to with you on that life. one. The juicer thing. A lot of people were turned into juicers against their will. Okay. I shouldn't say a lot, but some were turned no. into juicers against their will. And some were, were become combat cyborgs against their will too. I mean, it happens. Okay. But this is this is you know. This is the outlier. We're talking about you have to be in a really different headspace to choose to be a juicer or choose to be a cyborg. The shit that does not come back from. You don't come back from that. But as a headhunter, you're still human, but you have some robot parts to give you an edge. So I understand why someone would want to be a headhunter instead of just a regular merc or mm. instead of a full combat cyborg or a juicer or crazy. Cause there's no coming back from those other things. No, I agree back. with what you're saying. And I know what chat's saying as well. I started a couple more, but uh, I'm still not sold. I'd just say go Merc soldier then, but that's, that's just my mentality. You're, on you're that. a Merc soldier with benefits, with bonuses, basically. So adventurers and scholars. Now get rid of this word. <laughs> that turns it off to me right there. Uh, I, I, I get the kids out of the game. Uh, yeah. Outside of that, um explain to me oh, just real quickly i don't see a lot of these in the games that i'm in i have well, seen a cyber doc mm -hmm. i absolutely have seen a rogue uh one of these i forget it's a rogue scholar rogue, rogue scholar scientist. and rogue scientist yeah i think it was rogue scholar that i saw and people and the wilderness scout 
I have not seen people bitch about the Vagabond like it's the worst thing to ever be in the game. You talked about the operator. I haven't seen one. And uh, City Rats just seems dumb to me. I get okay. the concept of it uh, as far as skills go, but the way it's written up, it just seemed dumb to me. So, so explain in quick version like why people would play each one of these. These are support classes. Mm -hmm. They are not as good in frontline combat as any of the men-at-arms or any of the practitioners of magic. Well, except for the shifter. Shifters are stupid. So initially, people are like, why would I want to play them? Because your, your combat is only 10% of your, of your, of your life as, a, as an adventurer in rips. The rest of the 90% is other stuff. And the adventurers and scholars shine in the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Getting information, investigation, making nice with the locals. The city rat, the rogue scholar, the vagabond, they're really good at talking to NPCs, negotiating things. Now, now to be to be clear about this here, you don't have to have two separate adventures. Well, I guess we're just gonna have the support adventure day. No, no. this could all be integrated in. And you know, the, the Borg or the, or the juicer don't just have to sit there and be like, oh my god, when do we get to shoot something? I mean, that's just a bad player. But yeah. You don't have to overdo this stuff, but they're absolutely integral. As you're infiltrating something, as you're moving forward to, say, clearing out a building or exploring a building, you need that scientist with you to actually hack into the ancient computer system to get the information, whatever. And like he was saying, to talk, you come across some people. You don't necessarily want to blow everybody up because they might be friends of somebody you don't know. Talk to them. And uh, look, like we said about the operator, an operator walks into town, people rejoice because all of their <laughs> shit is now about to be fixed. Uh, city rat, you go into a city, he's in his element. He knows exactly where to get things, where to sell things, where to buy things, who to talk to, who's, who's the top dog, who's not, just by how they present themselves. This is all free real estate that you lose if you don't have a city rat body fixer in cyber doc. I mean, just having them to augment your own people alone is enough. I mean, if you have a, a part, if you have a headhunter in a group and you have a cyber doc in the group as well, that means that the moment you get new cybernetic parts, we can put it in the headhunter right away. Or you want to look, uh, look at the quality or repair cybernetic parts. You got a cyber doc. You're good to go. Uh, same, same with the body fixer, the rogue mm -hmm. scholar and rogue scientist. This is uh, this is kind of niche, a little bit more niche than the others, because this is mainly investigation stuff. They're really good at investigating. Figuring I'm out pretty why sure I've seen are. rogue scholars, not rogue scientists, but I could be wrong. Like I said, that's yeah, fine. In -game. And the, vagabond. The, the, everybody complains, everybody about, the complains vagabond. about the vagabond. This is a catch all. The vagabond is a catch all. A little bit good at everything. Not great, but good at everything. So if you have one support class in your group, you'd want it to be a vagabond. If you have more than one, then you want to be something else. But if you have one support character in your group, you want to be a vagabond because he will pick up all of the, all of the things that everyone else is dropping. All of the, all of the combat people, well, they don't know how to talk to folk. They, they don't know how to how to uh, get around the city. Well, if you want specialty stuff, that'd be city. But if you only have one guy, a vagabond will be able to get the job done. Okay. So that's what adventurers and scholars are. They're support classes. You need at least one of them to be an effective party. 
but no one wants to bite the bullet and be that secondary class. Stop it. You're going to shine. People are going to love you there. Absolutely. Yes. And that, that's why I wanted Heathen Dog to express that. You know, this wasn't necessarily curing my ignorance fully. Although the Vagabond thing is good to note. Uh, it's just, I've run into the same situation as him. Now, he's done riffs a lot more than me, but nobody ever wants to play. Oh, great. So, uh, what, I have 60 MDC armor? I'm going to be dead the first combat. How about don't stand in front of the first combat? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. stand behind the Borg, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> what the hell? We'd say stand behind the juicer, but good luck with that. No, no, uh, <laughs> you, you, the juicer's going to move. You're not going to know it, and then you're going to die. So don't, well, don't the board do can run, what is it, 120 miles an hour or something like well, that? yeah, but they, they can't move faster than you can blink. Yeah, fair. You're going to know when the board is moving. You're not going right. to know when the juicer moves. All right, practitioners of magic in, in a quick in a quick, in a quick, uh, quick rendition. Way. Okay, practitioner of magic. The the these are these are people who make up for their lack of fighting skills with their supreme magical ability. And in the world of rifts, it's all MDC here, baby. So this is all just absolutely destroying. Now, the two you do not take are elemental fusionist and shifter. <laughs> those just just go ahead and mark those off. Mark just scratch them off. If you have the book, scratch them out. Just don't do it. Don't don't take them. Dumb, dumb. But the one that most people take is a leyland walker. What's a leyland rifter? I've never even heard of that. No, we're not talking about that. That's weird. No, I've, I've literally never heard of it before. I've heard of this yeah, one. Is this, it, is this it, new? It's new for this book. It's stupid. Oh, okay. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even, not even going to answer questions about it. Okay. We're, we're just not talking about it. <laughs> Leyland Walker is your general wizard, your general wizard, Jack of all trade wizard guy. He's not limited in whatever spells he can take. He, he doesn't get as, as many, you know, he doesn't get as many cool superpowers as say the mystic or the techno wizard stuff. But overall, he has more utility. He's he's got he's got more tools in his toolbox than than the other classes. And uh, then we have the mystic. This is a mixture of wizard light and psionic light together. So you have magic and psionics in one package. Personally, I say pick a lane, but I understand the appeal. And the techno wizard is someone who can use spells, limited amounts of traditional magic, but where they shine is they merge magic and technology together. Mm -hmm. I like say, techno wizards. Yeah, yeah, techno wizard, right? And uh, what what they do is say, for example, they 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 take energy weapon, and instead of running off of eclipse, which is electricity, they can run it off of ISP or PPE or a crystal or whatever. Have, they, they they can have it shoot magical fire instead mm -hmm. of instead of regular plasma. They can change it up. So if you uh, if you're having trouble, you know. Uh, like, oh, we, we have a whole lot of uh, magic magic classes in this game or psychics. Well, ha have one of them be a techno wizard and he'll be able to boost you with uh, with all this all this magical technology stuff. So you you can, you know, run it off of magic, which you have a plethora of. And then we have the psychics. Burster. Stupid. Really? Dog boys. I love stupid. the burster. I know you do. Psy stalkers. Dumb. Mind melter. The only one worth taking. The only psychic worth being, in Hold my on. opinion. Hold on. Uh, let us know in the comments if you agree with uh, with Heathen Dog's take on that one. Here's the uh, problem: Bursters, they're 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 too limited. They're they're one trick ponies, and they do that trick really well. They do that trick really well, but that's the only trick they have. It's boring as hell. Dog boys, you're a mutant. 
human slash dog. Stop it. Get help. All right. Something's wrong with your brain. Crafty, where are you for that one? <laughs> Psy stalkers. This is this is a a psychic who who's gone like full world of darkness emo. All right. You have to you have to eat. You have no. You know what? No. Stop it. Stop it. You're not you're not a psychic vampire. I want to be a vampire. I want to be. Uh, yeah. This, you know, shut up. Shut up. You just you go go LARP somewhere. All right. Go LARPing. Get uh, get away from my table. And then there's the mind melter, the psychic extraordinaire. If you're going to play psychic, you might as well go big or go home. And this is definitely big. You get to use supersonics with this guy and they are no joke. Racial character class. In this book, we have one dragons. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, what one? Well, I mean, let's let's talk a little legitimately on this. What do okay. you say to the people who say that uh, starting off as a dragon is too powerful? I say they're right, but uh, they're all. You're also limiting yourself in many, many ways because a first level dragon can only hold human form for like four, six hours a day. As they get older, as they get more experience, then they can hold their their transformation longer. But you're going to be walking around as a dragon, and you know what? That scares folk. You can't go into town, you know, you, 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 you can't, uh, you can't cross this checkpoint. They're not going to let you by. You're a dragon. You're dangerous. You're a supernatural creature. People are going to be afraid of you everywhere. Just out of curiosity, what does the coalition think of dragons? Kill on sight. Oh. Talking Just about murder. the coalition. <laughs> yeah. Coalition soldier OCCs. Now this should be over at the men in arms group, but they have it separate just in case you want a coalition campaign. These are your choices. Grunt, dead boy. Samus pilot, power armor pilot. Uh, coalition military specialist. This is your intelligence officer, stuff like that. Coalition technical officer. This is your uh, coalition operator, basically, but without the psionics. And of course, police, commandos, sailors, and other coalition OCCs are in other world books, stuff like that, which is fine. Absolutely fine. If you, if you want to use those books, that's cool. Uh, and that is now, now, now we, now we have chat. Oh, uh, we have chat. Okay. <laughs> oh, you, st you stirred up a hornet's nest, sir. Yep. Actually, I skipped most of that, but, uh, here we go. Uh, operator rocks. Operator rocks. Yes, it does. There's a lot of talk about rocks in chat too. Um, headhunter equals power armor or robot vehicle to start, right? Uh, do they have one? Do they have one to start? I, I, I don't know about this book, about the ultimate book, because the, the classes are changed a little bit. And some classes are added, so I don't know if they can start with power armor or robot vehicle. Go ahead but and put that in the I comments below. So. But they might. So but this the was thing this is, is you have robot pilot as a men at arms class. They're the ones who would start with a robot vehicle, not a not anyone else. And you got so, a glitter boy who starts with a robot vehicle. So I don't think so. So El said this uh, with regard to me saying, why would you play uh, the headhunter? Look, look, my tank take isn't about min-maxing. I mean, you already have the Merc in there, right? The Merc doesn't compare to the Borg or the Juicer or the Crazy, uh, at least in just standalone, you know, uh, mano a mano. It's not about that. I don't mind getting cybernetics. I don't mind, hey, you got your arm blown off. You you want to get a cybernetic eyeball or whatever. I just think it's weird. I, it's it's a hybrid thing for me. I don't, I don't typically like hybrid type stuff like that. Play a Merc, get your bionics later. That's the way I see it. I'm not saying that the headhunter is a bad class. I'm just like for my flavor, I just play a merc, and then get the get the cybernetics later. That's fair. It's not about min maxing. 
Because I play a Borg. I mean, you could already say right there, well, that's kind of min-maxing. It's just what I, I don't want to play a crazier juicer because I understand the implication of those things. Uh, I mean, juicers are depressing. Knowing that you're going to die in five or ten years, that's depressing. Uh, I find the idea of offloading the partial Borg to the headhunter to be a good idea. Yeah, because there was the partial conversion Borg yeah. in the original yeah. book, and I do know that. Um, I don't know any player that played a Borg, but only as partial conversion. Right, and that's why I don't know anybody who would play I'm not saying they haven't been done. Y'all are going to be like, oh, my campaign, we got three of them. I get it. I'm just saying, you know, in, in my mentality, I wouldn't do it either. I'd rather play a Merc. If you told me right now I had to play a Merc, I'd be like, okay. Tell me I had to play a, a Headhunter, I'd be like, eh. eh. Fine. But that's, yeah, that's me. Uh, rogue Scholars and Scientists are your treasure hunters. Yeah, like like I said, they're they're mainly for investigation. I mean, if if you're looking for something or you're you're looking for information or items, or, you know, like uh, you're 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 going to old Detroit to hunt for pre-rift artifacts. You'd want a rogue scholar or a rogue scientist with you to help you find and identify these things. But you know, that's where they shine, pretty much there. And if you're not if you're not a treasure hunting group, then I would move to a different support class. Okay. City Rat and Rift's version is a Rift's version of Shadow and Decker, Rigor, Cyberpunk. Uh, so like a Netrunner in Cyberpunk. It's not as bad. It's not as bad. You, you don't have to have the, your very own campaign for no, City you Rat. You said it. You said it was a hacker. Yeah. Um, there are very few Rift's tunes that aren't effective if you have the right players and or GM. And I think that this is one of That's the reasons why I shy away from this game is because you really do have to have... Uh, I don't want to say an open-minded. That's not the word. Uh, a very imaginative GM. Because when you have to start putting together things like Glitter Boys, Dragons, Operators, uh, Bursters, uh, uh, Mind Melters all together and the capabilities that they can and can't do, I don't know. I, 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 could, I can see somebody being overwhelmed. In fact, this guy down here made a video as to why Rifts should be your second game. Yes. Not your first your game. Second played in game. Yep. Best second game ever. No, loves me some Bercy. Eh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> My kidney stones. They were talking about rocks. And I oh, just thought okay. this was funny. My kidney stones are MDC, though. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> to hear that. Hey, I'm sure it feels that way. <laughs> I'm sure it feels that way. Okay, silly that dog boys are under psychics instead of RCC. Kind of true size stars. They, they are a different race. They yeah. are genetically modified, so they're technically a different race. Yeah. That's right, because size stalkers, those are the ones that are all pale, right? Yeah. Like okay. I said, the, the wannabe vampires just go LARP. <laughs> get on, get away from my table. This was just good. I, I had to put this in there. Never seen a juicer get to its final form. They usually get some other occupation related illness, like mini missiles mini to the face or filled with plasma. Yeah. That is true. Uh, I've I've never played a juicer that that made it to the end where he actually dies from being juiced. It's usually violence and death. You know, beforehand. I have met more that have detoxed and that is supposed to be hard. It is. Yes. I've met more that have detoxed than made it to the end. And that's sad. But to detox, you have to have been a juicer for less than two years. There's a percentage chance you just die and you get minuses for life. Permanent minuses. Do you have any more in character creation? 
No, that's fine. okay. So one of the things uh, um, I, I, I saw the comment that was put in here. I'm not going to put up on the screen, but um, kind of as a reflex to that. Kevin in the Riffs Ultimate book did a really good job of talking about the crazy and the juicer and even the inherent differences between the two. One of the things that used to happen, even in the games that like he ran when we were in the Air Force, is people are like, why the hell would I play a crazy when I could play a juicer? Juicer is going to be the crazy every time. And when you're younger, it's sometimes hard to get through your head what the difference is or why. And I've honestly, I have to be honest about this, I've never seen a juicer played what I would now consider correctly. The crazy, yeah, because it's easy to act like a nut job. But the juicer knows he's going to die. He has committed himself to a death sentence. And I am absolutely, I'm so happy that Kevin wrote that into the Riff's Ultimate book. He talks about the crazy. He talks about the juicer. And yes, if you're playing a juicer and you're like, all right, boys, this is great. Hold on. Oh, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if you're playing it right. Now, I'm not saying that the drugs can't give you that euphoria, but all told, you are playing a death sentence. Yeah, you, you just, just like just like the uh, full conversion cyborg, you have committed yourself to a path that there's no coming back from. That that takes a certain kind of mindset to do that. And you have to role play someone with that mindset. And it's hard. It's no joke. You're, you're going to be a little emo every once in a while. You're going to be a little angsty. You're, you're going to break down every <laughs> once in a while. You, when, when you're in the dark all by yourself, you're going to cry because you've made choices that will end in your death sooner rather than later. Whether it's through the, whether the face full of plasma <laughs> or, or just, you know, your brain exploding or your heart stopping or whatever, you know, your body will shut down from, from overexertion in a, in a few years, you're going to die. This is a question for you. Uh, is a techno wizard, a super placement for an operator game. If you have a, uh, uh, more than more than average amount of psychics or spellcasters in your group, a, a techno wizard is an excellent support class for the entire group because you don't have to worry about repairing vehicles. You don't have to worry about getting ammo. You don't have to worry about all this other stuff. Uh, he can augment armor. He can augment weapons. He can do all kinds of things that an operator can do, but they have to now be powered by PPE or ISP. And if you don't have enough magical people in your group, it's waste. It's just, it's just for him then. So if a true support class, you would have two or three magic users or psychic users in your group. And then yes, definitely the, uh, the uh, techno wizard is, a, is an operator replacement. Definitely. So with absolutely, this makes a good point. Uh, Mage's Music makes a good point here. Uh, with the absolute belief that in a dangerous world, you're going to die young anyway, why not go the juice route and enjoy the short time? If if you have that uh, fatality, uh, that kind of uh, fatalist attitude, I had friends like that growing up. I'm going to be dead by the time I'm 30, so I'm going to live up my life. Yeah, okay. And I, then, then and their you know body all messed up, and they, they're, when they're 31, they're like, damn it. In fact... <laughs> I would damn near say that the one guy who was the most prone to saying this was kind of a juicer in real life because I, I'm surprised he's still alive today with all the drugs he took. So, there you go. Um, yeah. Now, in, in the Rift's world, you are absolutely right. Uh, outside of coalition, uh, you know, safe havens, 
the average life expectancy is not great for a human, a regular folk, regular folk human. So being a juicer seems like a better deal because you will not live in constant fear anymore. So the time you have left will be more meaningful. That makes sense. But again, you still have to have that, that certain mindset. Like I'm, I'm trading decades of my life for a handful of years of relative power and safety. You got to make a character with that mindset. I'm going to let there you are many ways this. to play a juicer, not always, and not always crazy and loose cannon. Remember you are hooked on a drug system. The computer will treat depression before you feel it. That's true. That's true. You're absolutely right. And that's one of the hardest parts to role play as a juicer. You have to role play the highs and lows that automatically happen because of your, of your medical computer unit. Because when, when you're doing nothing and you're sitting there, the, the computer will dose you up to, with, with, uh, with uh, morphine, basically. I would think that if you're doing nothing, it's dosing you down. You're dosing Wait. up with morphine to bring you down. You're in, you're in relax mode now. And then when, if, if something happens, it'll immediately give you uppers to bring you back. Right. So you have to role play these changes in your, in your attitude and tone. If you want to role play a juicer, right. Not everybody can do it. I, I'm just saying that I like what Kevin wrote in that book, that juicers don't just run around like, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, I'm yeah. juiced, dude, you know, all the time. Yeah. No, there, there, there's, there's a definite negative side to being a juicer. That yes. doesn't mean you have to be depressing as a character all the time. I'm just saying no. you have... Every once in a while, you have to role play the fact that you have a sword over your head held up by a thin little, <laughs> a thin little piece of twine, sort yeah. of Damocles, in any moment, you could die any moment you could just die every once in a while you got to role play that if you want to play, play a juicer correctly oh i just realized something uh, i need you to entertain the crowd again i forgot one thing oh you forgot one thing all right it's one cool. yes oh here uh bruce said not everyone is literate either well we actually got through that i mean the only person actually nobody nobody that we went through so far has literacy because we didn't go through rogue scientist rogue scholar the operator wasn't literate were those skills combined in the ultimate book? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm asking. I, I'm not, I'm, it it could be. I don't know. It okay. could be. But uh, I don't think they are because it would it would clarify that. And uh, all of the coalition, the, the coalition grunt has has uh, has language. Okay. okay. And they're not taught to read. Uh, tells people that learning to read is a gateway to depression because all the misinformation out. That's true. And all of the all of the public computers in the coalition are voice activated. So you don't have to read there either. And, and they have little uh, picto pictographs instead of words. So you don't need to read to use any public service. We got comments. So from last week's segment one, Riff's ultimate introduction, yep. I picked out three. Outstanding. So first one, uh, first off, um, I'm going to say the name because he, the dog will love it. Francois de Rocher. Uh, although I don't necessarily agree with the uh, don't rift around the globe commentary, I developed the following blog post on my site. Oh, I had you look at that blog post. That's yeah, right. I did. I did uh, look at it. For beginning GMs to answer the question, what book should I get depending on uh, the part of Rift's Earth? My, I can't read for some reason. My settings my players wish to play in. I thought you uh, guys might enjoy. Yeah, I did look over his website. And uh, if you want to, you can, you know, take that, uh, actually put it in chat if you want or something like that. Oh, I don't but, have it ready uh, to go. His, his website is, if you are based in, for example, you're based in North America, these are the books you need. These are the books you could get. 
that will help. And these are the books that probably won't help you as much, but meh. It goes like that. If you're based in, in China, these are the books you need, the books you might want, and the books you probably don't need, but could be helpful in certain cer certain circumstances. And he goes through all of the different places in Rich, in Rich Earth and does that, which is nice. It's cool. I can dig it. I looked at it. It was good. E except except uh, he said uh, New West was recommended, which means the rest of his list is invalidated by by that one <laughs> one bad comment. <laughs> New West is never needed for anything because it's an awful, awful book with awful, awful things in it. The worst, worst book ever. Okay, Michael Perez says, I just love riffs. And I hope you do creature area and background like the Mighty Glue Stick does. I don't know who the Mighty Glue Stick is. Do you watch that channel? I do not. Okay. Just lore video after lore video. Well, I mean, Total Party Skills does that as well. Yeah. <gasps> yes, I mentioned him. I don't hate him as much as he hates me. It's okay. Uh, that, that would rock and help people understand the setting. Where, well, guess what, Michael? For, just for you. Nobody's ever mentioned that before. So just for you, Heathen Dog has decided that in the year 2023, we are continuing the year of Palladium books in a little fashion. And small yes, yeah, in a small way. And yes, we're going to cover dimension books, uh, world books. Uh, we're going to go in the timeline of it, right? Like in the order yeah. that, yep. Yeah. So starting at one, moving on. They're going to be little, little, little tiny bits, uh, big overviews. It's going to be like 15, 20 minutes top, stuff like that but to give the flavor of each world book or source book or whatever. And to, to let you know, if you want to integrate it in your campaign, you want to buy the book, you want to use it. And what, what does it have in it? Stuff like that. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't care if they're longer than 15, 20 minutes, but they're not going to be hour and a half long segments. No, uh, no. but uh, so yes, we are, we are going to do that. Why? Because why not? Yeah. People keep asking for it. Yeah. Cause we can. And then, by the way, that's going to be segment two, starting in 2023. What's happening to the rants. We still have the Friday night chill stream. And comment three. Remember, I only picked three. Well, if there are three. Uh, this is a great video for the MD haters. I kept the SDC system in rifts, but MD weapons did double listed damage as SDC. And armor had triple listed MDC as SDC. So a 1D6 mega damage pistol dealt 2D6 SDC. 100 MDC armor had 300 SDC. And it worked really really well now before 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 he the nut goes because he knows way more about this than i do i love house rules like this whether i agree with this specific one doesn't matter i love house rules like this people taking control of their own games all right yes. go ahead. no no that's absolutely fine uh he he decided he decided he didn't want to do it by the book and just multiply the mdc by 100 to make it sdc that's if you did it by the book i mean 1d6 md would be 1d6 times 100 technically but yeah, there, uh, there's a misconception didn't, sorry yeah he didn't he didn't want uh he didn't want the the overpower he just wanted it to be stronger significantly <laughs> but not overpower and guess what it's your it's your campaign yeah you're not telling me how to do my campaign you can do your campaign however you want and it's completely legitimate so i have no problem if you if it worked really really well for you awesome i love yeah. it exactly um myself like there's a misconception that i don't like mega damage no 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 i i have no i have no issues with mega damage i specifically was looking to run a sci-fi setting in sdc only it isn't that i hate mega damage it was just he didn't want to deal with it with his I, game I, yeah 
So that that that's all I was looking for. But yeah, I I like making it because I think it makes sense. I can shoot my nine millimeter all day and all the hell. I can shoot this forty five all day and all night at a tank. Ain't nothing gonna happen. They might be annoyed by the little pings bouncing off the arm, yeah. but it isn't gonna bust Try through. To sleep. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, I mean, so I get the idea of mega damage. I just personally, what did I wanted a sci fi game that didn't really go into that even though it was going to still have mega damage, but that, that's outside the scope here. So anyway, those were the three comments that, uh, that we addressed here. So stop awesome. sharing. And uh, I think that's the end of segment one. What do you think? Yeah. Do we have any proclivities we have to go through? We did it all at the beginning. I don't think we have anything we, we have to do at the end other than we should probably to tell the fine folks out there to like subscribe and share if you like this. And also let us know your thoughts about us going into 2023 and still doing palladium. It won't be all a segment one. We've got other games for segment one that we're going to start picking up in 2023 again, but we're still going to continue on with palladium series by going through the world books, the dimension books, the, what are the other ones source called? Books. Source books. This one's, this one's good. Yeah, but Tom Hanks blew up a Panzer with a 45. Well, not everyone's Tom Hanks, all right? It's like, you know, will Superman move the sun? Well, I'm not Superman either. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're in riffs, aren't you? <laughs> well, now, hang on. If uh, Superman is, is a mega hero, so if he were to go over to riffs, he would be a supernatural creature. So he'd, he'd have MDC. C? C? And supernatural <laughs> strength. On oh. top of all of his other powers. Well, and to be fair, I don't he think Heathen Dog's going to cover New West again because we already have a video on New West specifically. Yeah. No, I'm not going to cover that. I was there for that one. <laughs> I thought you were more... I don't know why. For some reason, I feel you were more positive about the book than I was. No, no. The New West is stupid. Uh, all, all the OCCs are dumb. The, they're too, the, uh, they're too tropey. I like trope. Yeah. That yeah, is too tropey. It was too, too heavy-handed. Yeah. with the with the oh shucks partner it was way too heavy-handed <laughs> with that bullshit it was it, it's it's the sa same reason max well one of the reasons max hates uh uh that stupid plane planescape oh because yeah of the burke crap all that all that you know leaning real heavy into 1800s you know london crap yeah it's like you're leaning too far into that stop it so it's it's kind of like that leaning too far into the the stupid yokel what I, I i don't i don't understand things are happening in chat i don't get anymore <laughs> what are you hey, talking what, about what mdc what's that i guess that's just a joke maybe i missed something uh new, new west cowboys and revolver revolver yeah. guns yeah 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 it, it's um, completely unnecessary and stupid oh i'm sorry did i block off your space go over there hey, you know what we're gonna be talking about in segment two uh, let me get that ready. Do you need to step away for a moment or? Uh, yeah, I'm going to pee. Okay. I will get segment two ready. So we're going to watch. Could have sworn I had the. Oh, there we go. I did have it ready, just in the wrong area. We are going to watch the new Dragonlance trailer. We're going to find out what that's about. Because it's not like we didn't rant and rave about Dragonlance uh, a bit ago. And if anybody follows my Twitter feed, I hope I didn't uh, anger Margaret Weiss. <laughs> I think I did. She actually had the audacity to say that Watsy saved Dungeons and Dragons. No. 
Oh, no, this is not Dungeons and Dragons. If that, if this is what's, I think I even said this, if this is what saving Dungeons and Dragons is, I wish it would have died. No. But, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see if she responds to that, blocks me, or agrees. No, she's not going to agree. She can't agree to that. That's, Watsi pays her pills. <laughs> no, but, yeah, um, no, Watsi D&D is not Dungeons and Dragons, just because it has that lo logo on it. and. By the way, even if she does hate me, it will not take away my love of this game. I, I always have to say this because people confuse things, and I know that there are edition wars. I am a second edition AD&D player. I'm not a first edition player. Yet this is an amazing book, even though it's for first edition. And I would say take this over the second edition version of Dragonlance all day and all night. This is an amazing book. It's one of my two favorite first edition books, the other one being the Manual of the Planes, which is why Planescape isn't needed. Manual of the Planes was written better. Why was it better? Because it doesn't give you everything. It told you what you needed to know, and then from there, use your own damn noodle to make it, uh, to make it good. <laughs> Bruce Lombardo for $5. Thanks again, Bruce. Really appreciate that. Hearing people say Watsi saved D&D brand is like hearing someone sick from COVID give thanks for all the vaccinations. Otherwise, it would be much worse. I'd rather it just didn't exist. I would rather, I would, and I mean this, I mean this in all sincerity. I wish Dungeons and Dragons in its current form did not exist. But why? Then people wouldn't play. Play other games. Play Palladium. You know what? You know what Palladium hasn't done? I know Violence Solves Everything might, might not agree with this, but in a grand scale, it hasn't changed. Things were cleaned up, things were added. Maybe some bloat, whatever, you know, your take might be between first edition revised and second edition. That's fine. Have your opinions on that. But it's still compatible. It's still the same game. OD&D, basic D&D uh, and advanced Dungeons and Dragons are still the same game. Yeah, a couple of tweaks, but you didn't have to relearn rules. There we, yeah. I got I to gotta hold, my, hold my Bible because the, the, the devil's coming. <laughs> there you go. We're pearl clutching now. Lord of Jesus. Lord of Jesus. All right. 5e Dragonlance. Be gone, demon. <laughs> I cast you out. No, you know what? I'll I'll wait. I'll wait until the I'll, I'll wait until I watch the video. Now I got in full disclosure here. I did watch this. Okay. I did watch this already. Normally I don't, but I did watch this already. I wanted to know what I was getting into this time. Um, I, believe it or not, I only have a few notes, so this might not be seven uh, a seven-hour video. So another five dollars, Bruce. You're giving us lots of five dollars. Say thank you very much, sir. D and D, Star Wars, Doctor Who, Terminator movies, all of our beloved franchises are zombified corpses trying to pretend nothing has changed. Yes, they're they're uh, was a homunculi. They're simulacrums. They're doppelgangers. They didn't know. All, all of them are bad. Kill them all. Kill the simulacra. And then, and then this hurt me to the to the core. It cut me to the quick. What's so good about Dragonlance? Oh my god! Oh I, my I like god. it as a setting. There's a there's a lot that yeah. I still use it out was, of it. It was, you know, this and the original Ravenloft were the two really first two really big settings that that changed the way people looked at D and D, changed the way people played. It used to be just dungeon crawl, kick open, kill, get loot, level up, do again. But Dragonlance, Ravenloft uh, started 
the idea that no, it can actually be a story. You can have a huge arc over an entire span of 10, 20 years in game time. Whose name's on both of those realms? Sorry, what? Whose name is on both of those realms? I don't know. Tracy Hickman. Tracy Hickman. Tracy Hickman wrote the original Dragonlance module. Oh, not Dragonlance. I'm sorry. Uh, Ravenloft module. Ravenloft. Yeah. Well, and Dragonlance. <laughs> yeah, and Dragonlance too. Fair enough. But, uh, uh, or whoever ran that one. Anyway, um, yeah, so what's what's good about Dragonlance? What I like about Dragonlance, it's not just that it isn't Forgotten Realms. I, I don't know which one came out. Did Forgotten Realms come out first or Dragonlance come out first? I don't no, even know. Dragonlance came out first. I don't care. You know what? You want me to piss off the Grognards because it wasn't fucking Greyhawk? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, no, I like Greyhawk. I liked at that time, back then, I liked Greyhawk, Forgotten Realms, and Dragonlance. Why did I like Dragonlance more? Two reasons. One, I was young. Okay. I was young and I absolutely enjoyed the books as a kid. So that that one, and I prefer Dragonlance to the shitty ass Avatar trilogy because the shitty ass Avatar trilogy killed my favorite god. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, but other than that, Dragonlance did something that to me at that time and to this day I still really like. It changed the core classes without changing the game. It wasn't as crazy off the fucking deep end like Dark Sun. And while I have a much bigger appreciation for Dark Sun today, I hated it back in the day. I still don't like it. The whole dragon and preserver thing. Uh, Defiler. Defiler yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I got it. I got it. I but like I appreciate it more today because it has things in there that you, that you could not get by with in fifth edition D and D anymore. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but you know, what I liked is the paladin class. People complained about it. So people cheated about paladins. Well, I need a 17 charisma and I want to play a paladin. All right. Just have your 17 charisma. You know, you in here, you didn't have to cheat. Nope. You just played one of the Knights of Salamnia, and you picked... Well, you started with the... Uh, you start with the crown. Cr crown, okay. Crown. You, start, you start with one, and then you choose. You don't have to. You choose to elevate to each of the other ones. Yeah. Oh, no, you, you know, you start the sword. Is it sword so, first? I think, I think it is sword. Crown first. and then rose. I think that's yeah. the way it goes. Yeah, sword. You start with the sword, which is your basic, you know, cavalier type thing. And if you want to, and you have the wisdom, you can be of the crown, which means now you can, you can get uh clerical spells too but if you wanted to advance even higher you could get you can go to the rose as long as you had some kind of uh uh royalty in your family you could elevate did you have to, to have royalty? i thought you just had to be uh like it invited or whatever it, it depends on what era you're playing okay depends on what area i playing. don't have the book memorized so i mean yeah, I don't... depends on what area you're playing if you're playing in the uh, b before the the, the the cataclysm then you had to have royalty in your blood if afterward they allowed anybody but uh uh, then, then you could be like like a paladin, you know, like a like a, a super cavalier type type deal, and you get politically you are much more powerful than. Yeah. But at the same time, if you just wanted to stay in the crown, you or could the, the sword, the sword, you sword you, could, crown, you could, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Which, I've got the book right here. I'm just not opening. It doesn't matter. Um, I like the limit. First of all, let me thank Patriotic Assault. Thank you very much for the twenty dollars, sir. That is awesome. We really do appreciate that. Uh, you could also. Uh, I like the order of the wizards. Why? Because they had limitations. You didn't have, if you're a white robe, you didn't have the entire mage's spell book open to you. No, you could only cast spells of these schools. Now, it was most of the schools. Let's be honest. It was still most of the schools. Yeah. But necromancy was verboten to you. Yep. I think I think evocation was too, if I remember correctly. Like uh, if I remember correctly, the couldn't do evocation. Yeah. Yeah. So if no fireballs for you. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I like those limitations. So. Uh, it, it's not so much Ancelon itself or the War of the Lance that I liked. I liked how the classes were still the classes. No, but no, they, you could do evocation. 
You could? Okay. Then yeah. it was, was it black robes that couldn't? Because I thought one of them couldn't do evocation. No, red robes. Red robes do not have evocation. Oh, it's wrong. I was completely opposite. Okay. And black robes do, don't have it either. So wait, but, so only but they, have illu- they have illusion, phantasm, summoning, necromantic, charm, and enchantment. So only white robes can throw fireballs. That's awesome. Only white robes can throw fireballs. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Anyway, uh, the the point is, I I like that take. Um, I just thought it was it was it was interesting because it wasn't exactly the same, but it wasn't so divergent that it was. Ugh. Again, your mileage may vary. Some people like Forgotten Realms. You know, uh, Garthon was the one that came up with the joke that I say all the time, but he, he was the one that, that coined to us the phrase that everybody in Forgotten Realms is born with a plus two sword in his hand. Yep. And that's what I don't like. It's so high powered. That's the other thing I like about Dragonlance over the other ones. It's low it magic. was low magic. And if you all yep. know me, you know I love low magic settings. Yep. So, here, again, other people, I'm not saying everybody else has to like it. That's why right, I like it, though. Let's, let's do this. Let's see what happens. Oh. Well then, hold on. Oops, here we go. All right, for segment two today, we are going to look at, I think it's the official video put out for Dragonlance Shadow of the Dragon Queen. We're going to play the video and we are going to react to it and we're going to see what they have to say to it. Is it good? Is it bad? Are we looking forward to this new Dragonlance? Hint, spoiler, we already have done a video on Dragonlance. So, at least I think we did. Or was that Friday Night Chill Stream? I don't know. But at some point, I know I talked about it on a video. There is our disclaimer for segment two. Go ahead and check below for our social media and Discord links. If you want to join us, talk to us, tell us how great and amazing we are on our Discord. Or even come in and say how, well, how amazing I am. I mean, you can, you can, you can bitch about Heathen Dog. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to check out our merchandise uh, our chair donate to our charity which uh why do i do that in segment one but not segment two there you go there's our charity link use that qr code or just look below and if you want to find us on alternative media you can watch us there and of course on sundays and fridays we stream tabletop rpg games commentary deep dives overviews etc and on thursdays and saturdays heathen dog and his team of amazing adventurers go out there and play co-op games for your mockery and enjoyment yes usually one in the same for the people right. who watch the couple of people who watched the stream yesterday yes i fell asleep if you didn't watch it it's deleted you won't know you won't know <laughs> you won't see him go Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah. right, I wasn't on it. at that point. I wasn't showing my camera because it was covering up an aspect of the game. <laughs> it's just, why are these 30 second pauses after he kills something? Because <laughs> he's asleep. It was All like, right. what was it? Like 6 or 7 p.m. and you were asleep? Dude, I after the Friday chill stream, once again, I talked with Bruce and Connell and them for like, I don't know, eight oh, hours man. and then... Alright, let's, let's get to this here. Be sure to like, subscribe, share. He's holding his. He's holding the real. Go ahead and show the good, good folks out there the real dragon. This is book. the good book, people. Yes. This is the good book. Your, mine's more beat up than yours. I apparently used mine more. Oh, I take care of mine better. Ha! Oh, <laughs> you're meanie. All right, babies, let's do this. Whoosh! You can hear it, right? Yeah. So we have we have a new D and D book coming out. It's Dragonlance: Shadow of the Dragon Queen. What can people expect? Pause from this it. Adventure? Is it just me or does he look super rapey? Okay, I'm not getting into. <laughs> okay, just it's 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 bad. He 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 looks like like a like a really really dumb bad guy. Look at him. Like like ah ah. He looks like a caricature of a human being. Okay. 
All right, move on. Look at his finger. It's, it's probably just the way you paused it, but his finger yeah. is not human. He's a shapeshifter. Kill him. <laughs> well, right, everybody on. to do with Dungeons and Dragons is a shapeshifter. We know that. We were talking right. about that before we started this. All Everything Watsy is a simulacrum. So kill them all, or it's just going to disappear anyway. So. Yeah. With fire. Book right. coming out. It's Dragonlance Shadow of the Dragon Queen. What can people expect from this adventure? So it's a 224-page hardcover adventure, which is D&D's return to the Dragonlance campaign setting. Uh, it's a setting that we haven't been back to for 5th edition, and uh, it is Dungeons & Dragons setting for war. So what folks can expect is a massive campaign that's going to embroil them in one of the biggest conflicts in D&D history, the War of the Lands. And we're going to like a, a not a unique location, but it's a location from the books, but one that is not part of the war as people might know it from like the previous books. You like you don't need to know anything about those previous books to play in this. So whether folks are familiar with Dragonlance via the past Dungeons and Dragons adventures or novels or films or any other experiences with it. Shadow of the Dragon Queen is a complete story that takes place on the couple what? things to note. And I'm intentionally stopping at this point because I want this image up. I don't have too much. I mean, I thought about this because at first my initial reaction was, what do you think that Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman would think of calling it the, the setting of war? But then I thought about it. It's the War of the Lance, right? And what's the, third what's the third edition called? War of the Souls, or War of Souls. I say war that stole the soul out of Dragonlance, but whatever. So I don't know, I don't know. But, it, but the thing was, is one of the big things about Dragonlance wasn't so much, yeah, there was war because it, you know, it's related to a lot of human nature, right? Where we go to war over stuff, and you know, especially when life is bad. Hey, you know, may as well die fighting something, right? I mean, if you look at countries over over time, they usually go to war. If it's not resources, they just, you know, life sucks. Let's 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 go do something about it. But there's always those consequences, right? Dragonlance was always about consequences, and I really feel isn't that written into this book? I, I I'm, I'm actually checking because I can't remember. I thought it was written in this. Maybe it's the second issue. Oh, psh, there it is, right there. The Law of Consequence, page nine. Uh, good redeems its own. Evil feeds upon itself. Both good and evil must exist in contrast. The law of consequence. The final law was given the, uh, by the high God himself to rule over all the laws. I'm not going to go into more than that. But the point is, is I think it's more than just the realm of war. Now, maybe that's a marketing tool. Okay, I can't yeah, argue with that. It's, it's a time of great conflict. And yeah, okay, fine. So far, I'm not, I'm not mad. So far, I'm not mad. Well, take a look at this uh, picture. I think those are elves. The ears are slightly pointed. But I can't tell if they're supposed to be happy. Like, if you look really closely, they look like they're pointed. Except for this yeah. bearded dude here, which I can't say. That looks like a human. But yeah. I think I see a little tip on there, a little tip on here, and a little tiny tip on there. I might be wrong, because normally 5e likes to do that World of Warcraft elf crap. But I think they're elves. Maybe I'm wrong. But if they're elves... We have our Oriental Elf. We have our Asian Indigenous elf. elf. What's that? Is that an Asian Elf or is that a? Well, Indian, well this was American the this Indian is the, this is this is yeah the American or Aborigine whatever else. Okay. Is this a Drow? No. 
It's not a drow. It's just an African elf. With with pure white hair? Weird African elf. Obviously also a wizard of some kind, so it could, could be a byproduct wizard, yeah. of wizard. Yeah. And then there's the albino elf in the back. Yeah. I don't know. They might be humans. I'm not sure. I mean, that might not be a tip, but... Uh, I, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to read into it. The only I'm thing I'm reading into it. is uh, where, where do you get Asian elves and and uh, and, I, and, I and indigenous elves? And if this isn't a drow, well, I mean, I don't think it's a drow because drow have skin the color Black of our skin, shirts. Not, yeah, not this chocolate. This, yeah. But then why is the oh, whatever? Eastern fringes of the land of Salamnia, which is a place where in many of those other expressions hasn't been explored. It's been talked about. There have been events there, but we're taking this opportunity to shine the light on a part of the war that's really never taken center stage. And into that stage, that's where players' characters have the opportunity to shine. How do you, how do you capture a wartime setting in D&D? One of the big ways that we're doing it is just by context. Like this is Dungeons and Dragons, of course. You're going to be fighting monsters. You're going to be casting spells. But in the background, it's not goblins that are attacking a village. It's okay, he said goblins, so I think this is a good stopping point because I want to put this up on the screen. Okay. Oops. What is wrong with this comment? I think that was an orc. Um, let me look at the player races in this book here. Well, even outside the player races. You don't even have to look at player races. Yeah. Orc, 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 orc. The races of Kryn. There are literally um, no orcs on Kryn. Yeah, I'm 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 looking at it and uh I don't see any. So uh I see Minotaur. You can be a Minotaur. Not an orc. But, but even outside the player races, there are no orcs on Kryn. There are no orcs on Kryn, just like there's no psionics on Kryn. So if they start doing that. They're, they're going to get the blaspheme. Diversity land, shadow of the drama queen. <laughs> That's a good one. Hey, yeah. again, so far, so not bad. So far, so not bad. Okay, not bad. okay, okay. My bad. See? Can't tell in text chat sometimes. <laughs> I got it. Okay. All right, let's go. It's not the wizard on the hill that has scary machinations. It's there's a storm coming. And that storm is the forces of the Dragon Queen, an army that folks don't really know about, but they're starting to see the ramifications of. They're seeing people fleeing from the East. They're hearing rumors of things that shouldn't exist in the world of Kryn, like dragons, like sinister deities and those start to play into the plots of something bad is coming and we're not prepared what did third edition do with dragonlance and I, i'm not trying to ask a trick question here so i'll just answer it is it it progressed the timeline okay why are we going back into the historical records of kryn of shit that already happened well, because uh, what 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 happened to Kryn? I mean, they lost magic for a while. Everyone came back as sorcerers, and then something else happened. Uh, Raceland's great nephew. This whatever. is a this is a retconning. Yeah, because they're going well, back I, to I, the War of the Lance. They're getting around retconning by 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 putting it in a place that 
a, a place in, uh, that hasn't been talked about in that time. So they, they can do stuff there and have it still be canon, but, but not change what happened over here. But it's still, as you're playing the game, you're going to have a different result. Therefore, you're changing what happened in the lore and the canon of the world. Yeah, that, that, is, that is a big problem with, with having a period stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, going back to, to stuff that's already happened. <laughs> you cannot significantly affect the world because you're not the main character. You're not. I like that. <laughs> it doesn't exist in this new testosterone. Yeah, it's true. I, I wasn't going to say that, but uh, yeah, a lot of these guys are lacking what I would call uh, male human traits. I forget who said it. O'Connell. Um, we already we already did uh, uh, we already did a video on yeah. the Kender, the magical Kender, and the sorcerers, and the identif- I identify as a moon phase nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, we have a video on that. We were not happy. No, that was sacrilege. All right. Dragonlance is unique in the fact that like the gods have been absent. Uh, the dragons have not been around and are thought to not exist at this point. Like it is it is a place very much like almost post-fantasy. Like there's some magic in the world, but no gods, no dragons. It's a very different landscape. And then within the course of like two years, all of a sudden dragons everywhere, gods everywhere. <laughs> Okay, I'm being pedantic. I know this. It's fine. Um, you know, if you think I'm going too far on this, that's fine. But number one, gods exist, um, but they're waiting for somebody to recognize him. Yeah. They've People, always been there. But, yeah. but I understand what he's saying. I understand right. what he's saying. People don't know because they've had generations and generations without the gods being present, without yeah. dragons being present, yeah. known, seen acting felt stuff like that so it would right. it would now be folklore and myth that's that's it. why i want to be very clear saying that i was being pedantic there yeah um uh, but uh oh as i say the, the gods even in dragonlance chronicles were not everywhere no takesis was trying to come back paladine was pretty much with the heroes of the lance and doing a couple other weird things out there but Pushing were people here and there. Everywhere. Uh, Mishako, you never see her. Her discs were found, but you never see her so that the word can start coming back. But uh, I, th- I really felt, when I saw this, my first, my first reaction was, are you talking about the Avatar trilogy from Forgotten Realms? Or are you talking about uh, Dragonlance? Because that doesn't really fit Dragonlance. So. Again, I'm not I, Right. Well, I mean, there's not going to be much to be angry about, to be honest with you, I, and and fully admit that what I said there was probably a bit pedantic. So, so the context for the Dragonlance setting is baseline Dungeons and Dragons, but there's a few assumptions at the start of the game. You can still play everything that you would expect to play in a D&D setting. You can, of course, play a cleric. You can, of course, play a, a wizard, those sorts of elements. But the assumption at the beginning is that there are a number of events that have occurred on Kryn that have shaped the land in a way that many classic D&D elements have been forgotten. So this massive conflict or this massive 
um, disaster is literally called the cataclysm. Right. <laughs> and it has changed the face of Kryn in a way that has caused people to either forget or abandon the deities of the world. It has also caused mages to sort of fade into the background, into their own, um, into their own cabals, uh, which are altogether known as the mages of ice of high sorcery. No. 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 I'm not even going to say this is being pedantic on this one. You can say what you want about the gods. The gods were not forgotten. I mean, like Heathen Dog said, maybe to some folks, whatever, they were bl they were blamed. The gods were blamed for the fiery mountain that crashed, okay? Well, um, they did. To be fair, they did it. Well, they let it happen, yeah. Well, no, they did it. Okay, fair. <laughs> um, if they gave warning. Yeah, they did. Thir 13 uh, days of warnings, I think it was. And and uh, it was actually the King Priest's fault. Was it 13 priest... days or 13 signs? But it was like, it was 13 it days was before. Day. Yeah, oh, is that what it was? Yeah, because 13 yeah. days before the, the Fiery Mountain hit that the true clerics left. Yeah. The um, actual clerics left, yeah. They were saved. It was it was a it was a rapture, and if you and everyone else on day on day T minus twelve was like, where'd the clerics go? Oh, I ah, must be. Well, a lot fine. of the clerics were still there, but they were actually but more. They, they were false clerics. They yeah. they weren't they weren't real. They didn't have any real power. And what my only question here is, uh, have have the has have true clerics come back at this time? No, Mishakal is the one that ends up through through. Oh, Mishak oh sorry, uh, Gold Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Gold Gold was yeah, Goldman was the one that got the disc. Yeah. Goldmoon yeah. brings back Mishakal, talks to Elistan. I'm oversimplifying. And then from there, it expanded out. Right. So how can you play a cleric if there are no clerics yet? Well, you could still be a cleric. I mean, what is cleric? Just a scribbler, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you could be a you could be a, a priest with no with no deity backing you. I'd rather be a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> My, my, I actually took more umbrage with him saying that the cataclysm caused the mages to form this cabal into no, the. They were orders. always, the, they were always in the cabal. They, they were always in there, and the the mages of high sorcery were a thing to to uh, direct and and protect the world from magic because they knew magic was very powerful, and you have to keep mages in line or else it goes further back than that. That is the human side of it. But it goes yeah. further back than that. Lunatari, Nuatari, and Solinari looked at the other gods during the All Saints War, which is 4,000 years prior to this, approximately, prior to the Cataclysm, so 4,300 years <laughs> prior to this timeline, and said, huh, we don't want to get involved in this nonsense. So, uh, you know what? Let, let's put some rules on ourselves here. Again, oversimplifying. 4,000 years before the War of the Lance. Had nothing to do with the War of the Lands. Do you remember the, the story of the wizard who said you will never have this tower jumped off of it and died? Cursing yeah. the tower. I think it was Palanthus, if I remember correctly. If, or was that Wayworth? I forget. Uh, um, it's been a while. But I, th I think it was I think it was Wayworth. Because that, that, that was Raceland's tower. He, he claimed it later. That's where he lived. Yeah, he, he claimed the Wayworth one, I thought. I thought it was the Palantis one where the guy cur cursed it. But yeah, I no, it's it's Wayworth. It's Wayworth. Okay. That, that was curse. Yep. Okay. Um, again, see, I don't remember it, all the specifics, but my point is these are the folks who are writing the book. These are the folks that are supposed to get it right. It is not the War of the Lance that formed this cabal. In fact, and by the way, magic never went away. Just people didn't trust it. 
I mean, Raceland was openly casting spells before, you know, when he was a first, second, third, before, you know, before he went into his, uh, um, test. Uh, his test. Par Parsalian existed. Uh, Astinus existed. Uh, Ladonna, I think that's her name, Ladonna for the, for the evil ones, Blackbird. existed. So, um, if you're going to be the person writing and talking about this, get it right. Or are you retconning it? And I don't want to mention it now because there's something where I have a question about retconning uh, after this video is over. Anything else? No, I want to continue. Okay. But then also other things have receded. Dragons have all sort of hidden from the world of Kryn and they've moved to the, the fringes of the world where the peoples of Kryn aren't. Uh, and then on top of this, the Dragon Queen's return is a secret, and it's only, only now are her forces starting to make her... She didn't return. And if you want to say that her return, she returned about 200 years prior to this. Baram Everman. The, 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 what's, what's that gem that he had stuck in him? He, oh, fought yeah, the, his, he fought the, his sister, had the stone gemstone, blood, bloodstone. Whatever, no. yeah, whatever it was called. I, I forget what it's and called, it, but, but he couldn't die. Oh, called. Yeah. Yeah. She, she'd, die. Been, she'd been trying ever since the, the uh, cataclysm to come back, but um, having that gem in, in that guy's yeah. chest blocked her way. Now but you could she, say that uh, now her this forces might be... were there for a long time, just secretly gathering strength. This this might be again pedantry, and I'm okay if somebody wants to say, okay, you're being a little too picky about this. I I, I get it. Uh, I'm just saying that if you're writing the book and talking about the stuff, you should probably say it right. Um, the evil dragons made a deal with the good dragons. First of all, the evil dragons stole the good dragons' eggs. Yep. Good dragons are like uh, this. No, good dragon said, look, or evil dragon said, we we're gonna have a war. You need to you stay out of involved. it. Yeah, you stay out of it. You'll get your eggs back. Well. Having no pro progeny. That would suck. All right, fine. So they made a deal saying, fine. Unbeknownst to them, in fact, this was a turning point in the War of the Lance. Those eggs are being turned into draconians, which I'm going to have a question about at the, at, when this video is over. Um, when they found out, they, wait a minute, they're what? They're corrupting our eggs? They're not just holding them hostage? Oh, hell no. Wartime. <laughs> and that, and that's, that's when everything just went off the hook. Yeah her name known and as a relation to that they are also unveiling their new weapon a deadly type of monstrosity known as draconians humanoid dragon creatures that are really the shock troopers of the dragon queen's forces so there's all of these elements that make Kryn unique but we also know that that's a lot for somebody who's might not know anything about Dragonlance. And we don't want people to feel like you have to have done all of this pre-reading or you have to have been following the campaign setting for decades to know all of this. So right from the get-go, aside from providing a campaign setting guide that will tell you here's what the gist is with the world of Kryn, there's also elements of the adventures where if you're a wizard, if you're a cleric, or if you want the download on what the Dragon Queen and her forces are, you can play through these little introductory scenarios prior to the true start of A test? You think they'll have a test adventure? Uh, a more get-to-know-the-world adventure from, from the scope of your class.
I think that's what he's talking about. And I'm not, I'm not against that. No, no, but, but think of the fifth edition construct or the people involved in fifth edition. Do you think that they will have a legitimate test of the high, uh, tower high, what, I forget what it's called. Uh, when they take their test to become an actual robed wizard. Yeah. Cause what can that test do? And what does it often do? It can kill you or maim you or, you know, it, it, it's made to, you have to trade something for your magic. It, it's to, well, that, it's to, that was, that was, that was a racing thing because Fist and Dantalus no, got no, in no. there. It, it, it happened to, to, uh, just, just Darius as well. He, he used to be very, very athletic and, and, and he was very proud of that. He, oh, had, to, yeah, he had to okay. cripple himself in his test to pass it. So he had to give up what he loved to focus on That's his right. magic. It's the consequences. Yeah. Yeah consequence and the the one thing that that 5e left hearts really really hate is is consequences and accountability so i don't i don't think the high test is going to have any meaning violence i'm going to talk about that uh at the end of the video because i have a very similar question to that if not the exact same one <laughs> but i don't yeah, I'm sure and get caught up to speed in the course of play rather than just doing some homework Right. So you don't need to. Well, you should. You should watch all these videos, but <laughs> you, there, it's not required that you know, like you learn as you go. Absolutely. The biggest thing that we wanted to avoid with the project is to be like, all right, we're going to throw you into Crin. Has everybody done the reading? <laughs> like, no, that needs to, instead of being a lecture from the DM that catches you up to the timeline, the lore, the all of the elements sit down, make the characters you want, and you can start playing. And in the course of those early adventures, oh, here's what the gist with the mages of high sorcery are. Here's what the gist with the deities of Krins are. And ooh, here's a first encounter with Draconians, wherein that- Do you see how many pages are in this book? 128. Okay. Said so that the book that they're making is 224. Yep. They need a, another 100 pages to describe what's already. Well, no, no. They're, they're, if they have all of these introductory adventures in there, it could be in the back. You know, that could be a lot of the pages. These introductory pages adventures of adventures that introduce wow. you to the world through the lens of your class. I can see that. I, 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 I can see that taking some pages. I'm not. I'm not. I'm mm -hmm. not super mad yet. You know, because because they haven't talked about races. Well, the, some someone said orc. I don't know if well, they're allowing orcs. I, I would like to know. Yeah, if, if there are no tieflings on Kryn, how would they get no there? Psionic, no orcs. No, no. Uh, you know, no, no drow. No, nothing yeah, like that. How how would they get there? I mean, one could argue. Well, planar, planar shifted. Nope. Well, remember. The gods are very particular about what happens on uh, Kryn yep. when, when you spell jam there. Let's see. What's your level? Oh, you're higher than level 18? Uh-uh. You're out. <laughs> you're out. Um, you're a psionic. You're out. You're out. Yep. Uh, there, there are rules. I mean, I'm sure those rules are going to get retconned out. And this is why I'm saying if they had taken this and progressed it forward, and had the War of the Lance, and then the War of Souls, and then whatever the other nonsense they want to have going forward, I would still be like, this is bullshit. But, they're progressing the world, I can still play in my timeline, yada yada yada, right? They're actually going back 
to the most prominent timeline. But, but the thing is, we they have I have not seen someone say, "Oh, you you can be a a, a tiefling cleric or a or a uh, right um, or a uh, dwarven wizard or whatever." And and you're you know whatever. You, I haven't seen that yet. They haven't said anything like that. So well, maybe maybe spoiler there's... alert. They're not going to. Oh, okay. Then I don't, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Yeah, but you know that it's D and D fifth edition. Oh, I have it's... no hope. Okay. <laughs> but I'm not currently angry. That particular instance, it's not some mystery or um, rumor that there's these dragon people. You are the people that encounter these draconians. So you're the ones who are taking to other people. Hey, we saw these dragon people. And folks are like, mm, that doesn't seem right until it's right on their doorstep. Okay. I'm not super mad. I'm not super mad. I mean, no, nothing in that video was was completely distasteful to me. Right. It was it was milk toast. It, it was there was yeah. nothing to it. It's almost a nothing burger, which is why I almost chose not to cover it today. But since I was going to, um, so my question is very similar to what Violent uh, Solves Everything said, and it's kind of what we talked about a little bit ago uh a moment ago so people who are used to playing fifth edition that want to play dragonlance because you know fifth edition isn't good at telling players no even yeah. though no is a very appropriate very word it needs an appropriate word yeah how is it going to deal with halflings drow dragonborn imagine a world where draconians are yeah, stomping around and, and you're a dragonborn no you just can't that if they allow it they they broke the game if they allow all the different races, they broke the game. If they allow psionics, which I don't think they will, they broke the game. If they allow well, they already allow sorcerers. Off, you know that we, we already covered that video. Oh, that that okay. Then 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 they're they're breaking the game. But races, definitely. You can't have these races here. That that would be amazing. It would be it would be absolutely amazing if the fifth edition Dragonlance actually stuck to their guns and said, nope. No tieflings, no dragonborn, no halfling. You, these are the races. These are the races that exist in this world. You have to choose one of these. That would be phenomenal. I don't see it happening. Neither do I. I don't think, I don't think they can. There'd be too much crying on Twitter. And, and just, to, just to reiterate, uh, again, uh, I don't have the link to the video here, but we covered, the the I guess, the first video that talked about Dragonless, or, or was it the Fizzman's book, or whatever the heck it was, that gave Kender magic all of a sudden. You know, mm -hmm. they're magical pockets instead of just finding nonsense in there. Or remember, Dragonlance has, I know a lot of people don't like it. I do. You don't have to like it just because I do. But I love the moon, the phases of the moons. So actually, the, that alignment chart is one of my favorites as well. Yeah, the alignment uh, chart is amazing too. Uh, the the, the moon phases, right. When you start the game, you roll dice. That's where the moons are right now. And it's up to the game master to track the moon. Well, I, I left it up to the players. If yeah. you're a wizard, you have to track it too. And the and the GM doesn't have to tell you. Move seven days forward. Oh, I missed my high sanction. Yes, you did. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but now, if you remember in the five E book, you just identify. I identify as the full moon. I don't really care. <laughs> well, that's that's well, how they the do moon it. Moon doesn't identify with you. So there you go. <laughs> oh, that was changed. Oh, what was changed? That was changed, huh? Oh, so that was what, changed in playtest. Okay. Oh, so what did they turn it to? 
that that's interesting. Well, that's maybe some good things did come out of that. I don't know. But gnome PCs, you can be a gnome PC in uh, they're tinker yeah. gnomes, and I hate tinker gnomes. Tinker gnome, I, which I don't think you would ever want to play. Yeah, because tinker gnomes, along with Kender, are the are the worst for PCs. It's for obnoxious players. Yeah, it's just for just for trolls. So. Uh, yeah, we probably won't know what it gets changed to until official release. Okay, that, that's fair. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe some good did come out of that uh, change that identifies the moon phase nonsense, you know? But as of right now, that's the last information that I have. And that's, you know, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, there, this was kind of a nothing burger video to me. Other than, you know, And I didn't see anything other than that one image. And maybe those were humans. Maybe it was just painted. So a couple people in comments said probably humans painted poorly. Could be. Yeah, just bad art. Uh, to Max likes Kender because he. Oh Jesus Christ! Some people got to drop some of those. They're not even funny. Um, all told, yeah, I got nothing. I really got nothing else about this. Like I, I, I had yeah, to kind of this not doesn't dig, but this doesn't answer the questions I have. The it gave yeah. no information that I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear about level limits. I wanted to hear about uh, class limits. I wanted to hear about uh, about uh, uh, wizards of high sorcery. Again, now we talked about sorcerers earlier and stuff like that. It's wrong. It's wrong. Shouldn't have it. If you're a fourth level wizard and you haven't picked your robes, what does that mean? Well, it depends. If if a white robe comes across you, you will be captured. But there's a term a for it. What's that? There's a term for it. What's it? What is it? renegade renegade yeah you're a renegade wizard uh if if a white robe mage comes across you he will capture you and if he can't convince you you, he will he will he will identify you to to the order if a red robe comes he'll try and capture you be a little harder about it if you try and fight back he will kill you but he wants to capture you if a black robe finds you it's like hey come to the black robes you say no he kills you that's what happens that's what happens every time and the thing is, no one, no one would want to be a renegade wizard because the, the you don't have uh, the limitations. You don't, you don't have the uh, the school limitations if you're a renegade. But, but you also have a less uh, beneficial uh, spell spell selection per level. Do you? Oh yeah, the, I don't the that. Uh, spell selection for for robed wizards is better than than the player's handbook. I know that uh, like like if you're a black robe wizard, you get ninth level spells sooner, but then you only get one of them. <laughs> That's true, yeah. But no, no, you get them quick. Like here, okay. No, you might be right. I, again, I I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong. Here we go. Uh, white robe wizard, level one. I'm sorry, no, le level four because at level four is when you get robed. Three first level, two second. Level five, four, two, one, four, two, two, four, three, two, I think one. That's the same. Three, three, three. It's not the same. Oh, okay. Look it up. It's not the same. Yeah, it's better. It it is more advent. You get more spells because because I, I I know in sec, at least in second edition you got your your fireball at level five, which is third level spell. Yeah. So I thought it was three, two, one, or something, or four, two, one, or something like that. I don't know. I, again, uh, I'm not arguing with you because I, I, it doesn't matter that much to me. But uh, all told. Yeah, there are a lot of negatives to being a renegade. You're always hunted. Yep. <laughs> you know, and and let's be honest. Say it again. I know it's kind of a mantra. Oh God, they're saying it again. But being a wizard in Dragonlance is really being a cleric, just of a different yeah. name. It is because you 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 get your powers from gods, just like clerics. 
and you, have, you don't to have to follow worship the, them, but you have to, you have to follow the, the, the tenets of their, yeah. of, of their scriptures, just like, just like clerics. I mean, you have to follow the rules. Yeah. And really that's all it is, is following the rules. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not a worship thing. It's just, but you do recognize because every wizard knows that those are the gods of magic who control. <laughs> yeah. So anywho. All right. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to be, I mean, unless we want to give a history lesson of this, which I don't think we need to do. Uh, that that's it. We can keep the segment kind of short today. I'm yep. okay with that. It's just it was like I said, it was a nothing burger. It just really mm -hmm. was a nothing burger. Uh, so with that, I think I already went through the proclivities. But hey, if you like nothing burgers, yeah, <laughs> go ahead, subscribe, like, share. And now we have comments from okay, last here week. We here we go. What did we talk about in segment two last week? Oh, how to run haunted adventures. Okay. There is a really long comment in this one that I had to edit down. Oops, I'm not presenting. Share screen. All right, just do it that way. All right, comments. Previous segment two, how to run haunted adventures. Okay. 3808, this is Shauner. Hi, Crafty. How you doing? You guys have already had your in and out, but I wanted us to talk about something on this as well. Games with horror, stress, or sanity mechanics, because you run Call of Cthulhu, and that's why I wanted to bring this up, yeah. are pointless when players don't roleplay. Matt, he's talking about Crafty, doesn't know what he's talking about. Since you, Let me go first on this one, just okay. to say that Alien RPG has a stress mechanic. One of the stress, one of the, the parts of that stress mechanic is you go all Hudson. You want some of this? You want some of this? You want some of this? Uh, and you could be shooting your friends. Just saying. <laughs> like, uh, I don't think that that's meaningless uh, or, or pointless. I, get the, I do get the part, and I do agree with the part, that you want to have good role players that are involved with that. Absolutely agree with that. Because if somebody's like, all right, let me just roll my dice. Uh, here we go. Um, I, I had heathen dog. Come on, get in the spirit of it, guys. Yeah. I can role play better, but, but it's still not is, pointless because I'm still shooting yeah. you. Yeah, it's it's not pointless, and you can have bad role players, and he's just gonna be a bad role player. That's it. I mean, it's he, he's not gonna give anything to the game except rolling dice and doing damage. That's just a bad role player. Do you want him in your game? No, but it has nothing to do with horror games in particular. It's just games in general. So what about the sanity mechanic in Call of Cthulhu? Like, uh, let, let's say I go from, I start, I have a 90 in uh, sanity and I get dropped down to an 86. Well, well, you only lost four, but let, let's, let's, let's make it, let's make it worse than that. You drop down yeah. to 60. Like this is, oh. this is like horrible. Like, uh, you, I didn't know you, that could even happen. So it can, it can. Okay. Yeah. If, if you, if you see a great old one, you lose like, you know, one D 10 times 10 sanity oh, okay yeah it, it's crazy if, if you see cthulhu it's it's 10 d10 i think or something like that so it can it can drop bad if you if you see some real bad stuff but right then role playing is taken out of the hands of your character if you lose enough you just go into catatonic state you start running in a random direction you start drooling you piss yourself and you fall down rocking in the corner those mechanics are not up to the player that just happens to them but if you lose a little bit of sanity like four or six in a go then you can become temporarily insane and it doesn't require good role playing from the character but it does help just like in all aspects of role role playing game role playing does help yeah but you you you're the game master will say hey uh you're running you you you're running away for for 1d4 rounds or 
or you are catatonic for a round because of shock. It's still happening to you. It's better if you role play it. Yes. But it's not necessary. The mechanic because the mechanic is still, is still there. Yeah. It's still <laughs> happening. So it doesn't matter. The, the mechanic happened. So it has purpose. If you role played, it makes it cooler, makes it better. But that's generally what role playing does. It makes the game cooler and better. Okay. Let's move on. This is one that's long. Now, Jade had an example after this. Isn't necessary because I, th I think this first paragraph is what uh, is the good discussion point. So um, anyway, as far as swapping out characters in games. So remember, I talked last week about the fact I don't like when characters always want to be swapped in. I'm, like, I'm yeah. bored of the ranger. I want to do something. You know what? I'm not bored of the paladin. I want to do something. Oh, now I'm bored of the wizard. Like, no, stop it. Um, as far as swapping out characters in a game, I generally agree that it shouldn't happen. However, having had games where I swapped out different characters, it was only at natural points in the game that made sense for the character to go their separate ways. Now, again, it, to me, it's the reason as to why it's happening that is the deal. If you're just bored of the character class because you didn't know what it was supposed to be, I'll let you do it one time. Now look a little harder at what you might want to play for the second one. Because I don't need you coming in every six weeks. And be like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I want to do something else. You know, just get out of my game. You're being too weird, being too chaotic. As he states here, in one game, I started out as a paladin, but he could not jive with some other characters. We've all seen that before. Mm -hmm. Especially one who kept keeping secrets from the party and coveted evil items without telling the party why. Okay. I ended up swapping out to a character that would not care about the evil items nonsense as much as. It turned out the paladin, or and turned the paladin over to the GM so that he could use it. I don't have a problem with that. No, that's fine. But I, I would say that uh, you know, the other person would have to change. If I were the game master, the other person would have to change because you know, everyone knew what the paladin was about. And you well, it depends which one was around. made first. If you did that, if you're just all at a table, it should be talked about. But if the thief was first, so to speak, and the guy's like, "I want to play a paladin," the paladin right? came in later. Okay, fine. Yeah, I get that one, but. If, if you were all made at the same time, I would give preference to the Paladin. Number one, it's a harder class to roll up. Number two, it's harder to role play. So I, I got to have more, more respect for the guy who plays a Paladin right. And the Thief, uh, well, you just got to stop doing this evil shit that the Paladin gets all pissed about or do it better. You know, D don't get caught. That, uh, that also thief, goes right? to Paladins though, that want to chop off a Thief's hand for stealing something. Like, yeah, okay, you know, we don't have to... <laughs> You stole something. I, if you do it again, I'm cutting off your hand. Whoa, whoa, where'd this come from? That's really not paladin sounding there, Crusader. Yeah. Like, calm down there, but, buddy. But, you know, coveting evil items, yeah. the paladin's like, no, you're putting us all in danger. You Those items go. should be destroyed. We don't want yeah. evil in this world. Yeah. Exactly. You got to go, bro. That's it. Get with so. the program or start stepping. Yep. I, would, I would not have had the paladin go. I'd have the thief go. And in this case, but I, but in the, based on the, the stuff that he posted here, yeah, I in this case, yeah, I, I get it. If, if I, I prefer characters that don't gel to go their separate way, but there would be a talk. Heathen Dog, um, I need you to make a character this time that's actually going to get along with the party. Yeah, I've had, uh, yeah, that happened to me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't doing okay. I wasn't doing okay. Abjure, got it. But uh, yeah. uh, I, I think at some point we've all had the talk. Let's be honest. I had the talk in the 90s. All right. Oh, another long one. God, I didn't realize I had a third. Uh, okay. I get pretty annoyed with the it gimps the character argument. Yeah, me 
too. Um, I think this was in uh, relation to talking about Ravenloft. And when you go there as a paladin or a cleric, you lose spell selection or they get modified, you know, things like that, right? Beacons of purity in a, in a yeah. world full of uh, just disgusting hate. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I hate anything that completely cuts a character off hate, ugh, from their abilities without them having a say in it. Pronouns, people, pronouns. As opposed to it being a direct result of your actions. Like a cleric devoted to a god of mercy losing access to his spells for murdering a dude in his sleep. I think right. you should lose your spells. Yeah, that As opposed right. to being a direct His actions, yeah. right, right. He's 100%. Yeah. Okay, we're on board. Yep. Uh -huh. Yeah, I agree. We are on board, yeah. However, debuffs should be something you have to find a way to work around. I had a long conversation with my players about disease the other day, and they pitched a whole damn fit when I expressed my disdain for the cure disease and cure poison spells. Oh, wait till he hears what my heal my, my healing potions do. How I did not like that you could you could just learn a panacea at such an early early level. And they were basically ta uh, talking talking like taking a minus one or minus two for the duration of adventure was the worst thing that could possibly happen i will have you wake up in the morning and say you had a bad night of sleep and give you a minus one yeah i've you done that huh. and that it would be minus one exactly yep and that it would be better to just leave the character behind all i could think of is you guys are pussies i'm with this guy hey, patrick you're right yeah. that's 100 percent. that is 100 percent yeah, I, I, I'm so healing potions in my D and D game are heal over time. If you roll, here, well, what is it? D eight? It's just a D eight for the potion. It's D eight plus three for the spell, right? Or am I yeah. backward on that? No, no, you're fine. You're good. Okay, so D roll the five. I always give five as the example, and I roll a freaking five. Um, you get five points back. You and you will get those five points back. One point per round for five rounds. The spell doesn't work that way. The potion does, and that's to stop the whack a mole nonsense that happens in D D, and because i think of it like a combat medic you need to pull yourself out of the fight you know just well i'm fine <laughs> well i'm fighting that should be almost a, what they call an attack of opportunity now on you yeah you know? i think you do get one in the modern game but the but the point is um is yeah it it'll heal you do its magic healing but it does it over time also i use one of the few things i use out of the second edition black book nonsense the 2.5 crap is i use the wounds and the bleeds and if something is, I forget the terminology specifically used, but like injured, a cure light wounds won't even heal it. You have to have a cure moderate or cure serious or cure, cure critical, depending on how bad of a wound it's considered. So it can't cure every little thing out there. So, but again, I like these lower magic, more visceral, grittier type games. That, that's that's my flavor i'm not saying everybody should do it i'm saying patrick you and i are on the same page and i'll let you have the last word on this one no that this is this is great i mean i uh, get pretty annoyed with the it gimps the character argument yeah sure hate it. he hates anything that completely cuts a character off from their abilities without him saying it well you if you walk into ravenloft as a cleric you had to come Patrick's actually watching right now. Yeah, it's, all, it's, it's all right, man. Sorry about the bad grammar. It's but, all uh, Yeah, if you walk into Ravenloft as a you know on purpose, you, you had it coming. You know, you you had it coming. But uh, yeah, the whole cure disease and, and cure poison. You know, like oh, I had some bad meat, and I'm, I'm minus one to all my rolls for a day or two, and they're crying about that. It's minus one, man. It's not the end of the world. Well, it's my husband. I very rarely put my Hawkman comments up here, but here we go. Cure disease and cure poison aren't exactly panaceas. Um, they are, I mean, they're magical healing 
and maybe at your level now i don't i would never want a list that says okay this specific disease can be cured at this level because i think that goes too into the weeds i'm not saying you're a bad person for making one god all these disclaimers but i wouldn't want to see that because i think that that might just go too far into the weeds but is it true correct me if i'm wrong isn't mummy rot something that can't just be cured by a cure uh by a cure disease there there are some some magical ailments out there that need more than one spell in a specific order before they're cured and i think mummy rot is one of them so patrick uh heathen dog and i have a difference of opinion on that i say it's okay to have the characters wander into ravenloft or have the mist grab them he well, I, I don't see. No, no. Ravenloft is going to grab people with really great evil potential. That that's what the the realm is going for, to really curse somebody that that that's got it coming. And if if they're after your party, one of you guys is the reason. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you one go. One of you guys is the reason I'm in Ravenloft. Which one? Fess up. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the uh, thief that's hoarding all of these evil items for? Uh, there for you go. Hey, Jade. Oh, look at that. Jade, now you know how to handle. <laughs> uh, there you go. So, yeah, it's, it's somebody's fault. The, the realm doesn't grab people willy nilly. There's always a reason. Because the game master said, I want the next part of the campaign to be in Ravenloft. But I, I'm one of those people, I, I do say that there's a way out. Now, it's not an easy way. I don't just walk through the... Oh, I'm just going to walk back through oh, the mist. Walk back. No, nope. no, no, no. no. But there is a way out. out. It's never been a permanent thing for my groups. I like, uh, you know... But yep. everything's on the table for me. I don't use X cards, safety cards, any of that nonsense. It, and if I feel like, you know what? I want to do some things in Ravenloft. I'll just have it grab you guys. I don't care. See, I, I'm, I'm more with the lore of Ravenloft to where the, the realm is actually conscious and grabs people on purpose and you know one i don't remember that i know that's that's part of it for the dark for the dark lords but uh yeah. there are people who slip into ravenloft and go wtf all the time no 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 no. there there, there are groups that get absorbed into ravenloft but the reason is the realm wanted one of you and you were all standing next to him mm. and which which one was it you know that that that's why paladins go into um, the realm would not touch a paladin why corrupt him no get out of here corrupt him well if now if he was corruptible and 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 the realm would have fun doing everybody it, is corruptible <laughs> paladins I, I i would go so far as to say it it's not worth the effort for the realm to try and corrupt a paladin it's going to take too long the the effect's not going to be as good eh, eh, i say they would they wouldn't purposefully grab they is in the the realm of the thing that doesn't have gender <laughs> it yeah. uh, wouldn't wouldn't grab a paladin because it's just not worth the effort the, the juice isn't worth the squeeze at that point but uh that that the covetous uh thief oh yeah he'll grab the whole group Rum. grab the whole group to get that guy it's worth it so patrick says he was suggesting a three-tiered system for curing poisons disease. okay i mean I, like i said i would not want to be the person to write that list because uh what, what were half the people in our group medical <laughs> Well, what about this one? What about if it does this genetically? What if it's an RNA? Okay, you know what? F you guys. Stop. Stop. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, how many times did Al uh, argue about what a co the color of a laser really means? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. stop it. If it's green, if it's blue, if it's red, <laughs> has different properties. Like, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> right. Stop. Stop it. Uh, all right. 
cool so uh yeah i think that is now it for segment two hope you guys uh, like responses to those comments we can't get everybody's comments on here by the way if your comment is crazy long i'm gonna have to trim it down or not post it but uh, we do try to respond to them sometimes i do it two weeks after the fact but we do try to respond to them kevin says uh they them wouldn't grab a righteous a righteous paladin well a paladin is righteous by still being a paladin a paladin that's not righteous is called a fighter <laughs> because the moment god loses faith in him he becomes a fighter so there it is every paladin is righteous by definition all right we ready for segment three i think we are yes all right let's get into segment three cat can you not stand in my mouse nice staring at me isn't going to help either uh do you want to do the link or the or the slide hang on Maybe. a second Okay, I'll do both then. Right. Got it. All right, folks, here is the link. You can join us. You know the deal. You know the deal. One, one topic, one follow-up, and you're gone. You're out. Get out of here. But before then, please join us. (laughs) All right. And you can talk about anything that we talked about today, which is uh, the Dragonlance, the Dragonlance stuff, or um, Palladium OCCs. Yes. Or not Palladium, Rifts, Rifts OCCs, sorry. Sorry, yeah, Rifts, Rifts OCCs. Yeah, tell me me why you you think that uh, uh, Psychics, the, the, the Psychic Burster is good. Try and tell me why. I'd love, I'd love to have that fight. No, convince him that the shifter is good. Yeah, yeah, the shifter. Right. Again, right. there is a video on that. You can find it somewhere. I should that probably dig. I got to dig that out somewhere because I don't think I put that in the riffs playlist yet because I forgot about that one. Oh, yeah. The Diabolus, the Summoner, and the Shifter are all time bombs. <laughs> a chill gamer. Okay, what is he thought being wrong about this time? Um, <laughs> Eric was a fallen paladin. Who's Eric? Uh, or or is he young Elric? Maybe I've been talking about uh, uh, Stormbringer. Fallen Paladin is called a fighter. Well, a sad fighter. <laughs> He's sad. A sad fighter. Yeah. <laughs> sad Remember fighter. when I could lay on hands? Hey, but guess what? Now you can specialize. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. You're the most charismatic fighter in the world. <laughs> hey, there you go. You can turn to drinking and carousing. There you go. You can get all the ladies now. Oh, D&D cartoon character, the Cavalier. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Nerdy Ooh. Ogre. All right, here we go. Here I Nerdy Ogre. How you hey. doing? Hey, doing good. Something uh, something I feel that needs to be pointed out that, that wasn't pointed out with the uh, with the support uh, OCCs okay. is that the Rust book was intended to be uh, as a matter of fact, all of Palladium core books are ten- intended to be um, like standalones. Like that's all you need to run a game. Right. You just need the Rift's book. So with the support characters, like the um, uh, you know, like like with the the the, the, the doctor, the, the, yeah, yeah, the 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 uh, oh, layman. I can't think of that one now. Is that um, they're more geared in my opinion for npcs you know although they came to run 
uh, they can be run as player characters just fine. And and if you want to, that's fine. But you know, you had to you had to put you know um, NPCs. That's why at the at the back of the original book, there is a there there are tables to create your own um, your own uh, supernatural monsters, mm-hmm. your own supernatural predators. And that was the same thing with the uh, support characters, with the, with the uh, supporting OCCs, is that you can have a, a NPC. You know, you write in town. Oh, look, sure, sure. You, you you could hire them, but I I would actually argue that no, they're very valid and viable. Now, it requires two things. It requires a player understanding, and not just of that character, a player understanding at the table. That there are going to be times when this character isn't going to be shooting something and you guys are going to have to slow your roll. Doesn't mean you can't role play. Doesn't mean you can't act. Doesn't mean you're only going to, well, if I can't shoot, I can't play. But there's going to need to be something here. Maybe you need to protect this character as you're getting to the central core to power up a generator and you're dragging him with. You're protecting his dumbass as he's getting there. Well, he's pointing out, go that way. Oh, no, we can do this instead. I can tap into this over here. Whatever it happens to be, you can all synergize together to make it happen. Don't have to, but you can. But it also needs a good game master to incorporate that. But uh, his 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 point is, which which I understand, is that you can hire an NPC for that. Yes, yeah, you could. That right. and you still have to protect right. him, get him there, and and you you don't have to take him as as a PC. But the thing is, you have to pay him money. You have to pay him hazard pay. You got to pay him this. And what what if he loses a limb? Well, you got to pay for that too, or else he's he's going to slander your rep. Or or you could flip it and have uh like I have a, an adventure idea where the uh, fixer is hiring the player characters because you know you have one doctor seven towns you know three days apart from each other so he goes from town to town yeah and of course you're not going to have a a doctor wandering out in the wilderness in the world of risk isn't going to last long no and so so yeah so you know you could do it that way but I, i i just because a lot of people um they're they're fixated on Dungeons and Dragons, where you have mm-hmm. to have the player's handbook, you have to have the dungeon master's guide, and you have to have the monster manual to uh, to run your to run a game. Yeah. You know, unless you're running a pre-established game like like Ravenloft or whatever, you know, Curse of Strahd or whatever, and then you have to get that book. Mm-hmm. But with Risks or with any Palladium books, you just need the you one need core the book. book. Yeah. And I'm, that's, I'm that's always of a need. mindset that more, more is better. Well. Yeah, more more I, I like because I'm lazy. So I would rather read it out of a book than come up with it on my own. Not that I can't. I would just rather do that. Or what I more often do is I take what's written in the book, say, okay, this went too far. This is nonsense. I'm going to tweak it and make it my you know, make it my own. Um, I, I like having that back. And so there, I like the second edition slap books. The, there is enough lore in the main books for all the Palladium main books to run it alone and run yeah. it well. Yeah, they're, they're built like that, and I like it. Yep. All the other well, all the other books are supplementary. You don't yep. need them. And and right. uh, that that was the first thing I noticed with the ultimate edition is if you go to the back, there's not those charts to create your own supernatural monsters or anything. Mm-hmm. That that's not in the ultimate edition. It's in the original book, but not the yeah, ultimate. They want edition. you to buy the supplemented books now. <laughs> well, yeah, they now now they exist. You may as well go buy them. Yeah, All right, nerdy ogre. Thank well, you very I, I much. Take, I take it more as as if you're buying the ultimate edition, you probably have the core book and a couple of others. World, a couple other well, until so until the thirtieth year anniversary, you couldn't get the regular one. At least, as far as I know, you couldn't buy it any, uh, from the from the store. From Palladium, as far as I remember, you could only buy the Rifts Ultimate. 
couldn't buy the the normal one. At least that's oh. my understanding. So I, 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 don't know. I, I know I, when I was like... when I was looking for books a couple of years ago because I knew he was going to run the segment. I could only find Riff's Ultimate. Huh. I, I I've got two. Yeah, I've got two of the uh, originals and one of the Ultimate Edition. So I don't really look. So I don't know. That's fine. Right. And you have enough to run the game, right? <laughs> exactly. All right, Nerdy Ogre, thank you. Thank you very much. And you guys have a good one. All right. um, Okay, if you want to look that up uh, in the meantime. All right, last call. If anybody wants to pop uh, in, I put the link out there. I guess nobody wants to talk about Dragonlance or Rift's OCCs. Uh, Thank Nerdy Ogre again for being here and making some good points. Um, Yeah, a lot of... I didn't. See, I was never a Rift's fan. Even when we played it in the 90s, I was like, eh, they got the books. (laughs) Only reason I had the Rift, uh, the Rifter nine and a half, was because I liked how funny it was. And the only reason I had Mystic Russia is because Bob, one of our uh, our uh, group members, he gave it to me because he was like, "I think you'd like this. You'd like Mystic Russia. You speak Russian." I'm like, "All right, cool." Yeah, I think he had an extra one. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Rift's book, and it says the Ultimate Edition. It says, "See all core Rift's books." I click on it, and it's blank. <laughs> there we go. So it's a little broken. If I click on Chaos Earth, see all Chaos Earth products, and it gives me all the Chaos Earth products, but. It doesn't give me all the Rift's products. So, uh, Chill Gamer. Segment one we'll post, uh, which was our Rift stuff, we'll post on Thursday. Segment two we'll post on Tuesday uh, on YouTube, so you can definitely catch those. If anybody wants to catch the full live stream, well, you got to be a member. That's that's just un, that's that's the one the one of the few things that we give to members only. Nobody loses any meat. You don't lose our important stuff, which is the segments. But you know some of the interactions beforehand, some of the interactions between the segments. Yeah, um, there is one other super secret way. If you what's that? Wait three months. Yeah, well, two. Wait two months. If you wait two months and you do podcasting, all of these are on podcast. I know there's no video for that, but they're on podcast. Hey, Joe from Biggest Geekies, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh because he mentions that he listens to us uh on the podcast when he's doing his routes and so forth so uh yeah and, and but that's about two but it's two months after the fact and it also doesn't include you know the video side of it which i forget that we podcast sometimes so that video side might actually be important cool yes heavy tithe all right i think i'm calling it i'm calling it i think we're done a little bit shorter episode today, but I'm okay with that. It'll give me more time to actually edit these things and maybe even have an evening before I go to bed and go to work tomorrow. What? So Get out. You I know it's weird, that. right? Uh, I'll go watch GM's Elkov uh, play his game. <laughs> you don't deserve free time. I know. That's why I don't have any, right? So, All right, let's bring the stuff up. Where's my stuff? Oh, that's not the stuff. Get off my screen. All right. Uh, go to the brand's. You know, I'm just going to go backward because I can. We believe that playing role-playing games. You know what? Screw this. You know what RP Gate is. You're watching live. <laughs> so check out the links for our stuff below. Ethan Dog streams on Thursdays and Saturdays over on twitch.tv. Oh, I, did I, I didn't update this one. Nope. I updated the one for the... <laughs> I updated the other one. Oh, I know I didn't. No, this is still right. This is still correct. Because you still stream to Legion of Myth. It's this stream... That goes to RPG Digest, but I don't right. promote the Twitch side of it, so I don't care. No. So this is still correct. So on Sundays and Fridays, you can watch us here on YouTube doing what we do right now. Uh, yes, for 2023, I'm kind of spilling something that was going to be members only, but we've talked about it enough. Uh, for 2023, segment two is going to change to be less ranty. Unless something really comes up that we have to rant about, uh, it's going to be more 
it's just gonna be a different type of thing. We're gonna do the deep dives, the read throughs for segment one, but segment two is gonna be more fundamentals uh, and overview, overview based. What's that? Overview, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Depending on what it is. And you know, Heathen Dog's gonna need some breaks in there, so I'm gonna have to get a couple of things ready for you know how to how to make a character and you know mutant your zero or how to uh, how to how to actually understand the clans in uh, what was that game, Degenesis or something, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm not touching Degenesis again. I got I got too much hate on you, that. You got a lot of hate. I just got for, a lot of just hate. Just for one clan, though. I know, just for right? One Come clan. On. <laughs> that was hilarious. But yeah, God, man. and it was stupid too. It was. It dumb. was. It really was. Uh, Thursdays and Saturdays, you can watch him play uh, co-op games with my Hawkman shares and Garton over there on Twitch. So check that out. Uh, our charity, the charity we support, is Wounded Warrior Project, a national nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors the wounded warrior project exists to raise awareness and to enlist the public public not public the public's aid for the needs of injured service members to help injured service members aid and assist each other and to provide unique programs and services to meet the needs of wounded warriors free of charge please refer to the description below or click on that little qr code you see in the screen well you can't click you can't touch it use your camera or that qr nonsense whatever it is to make your tax what i hope is your tax deductible donation anything else I have to put on the screen? I don't think so. I'm just going to go to this. All right. Uh, Heathen Dog, uh, talk us out before we do the theme song and go. Okay. Uh, the OCCs and Riffs are varied for a reason. Riffs is, is a, a place where everything happens all at once. So you need OCCs that are diverse enough to handle that. That's why there is such a, a plethora of, of different types of OCCs. All of it's necessary and you should have you should have a magic user, have a man at arms, have an adventurer or a scholar in your party, have them all because they're going to cover so many of, of your shortfalls throughout the time you're adventuring that each one of them is going to pay dividends for you. You're going to be better at stuff. You're going to be better at everything because you have a diverse group. Now, except for the rifter and the, and the, and the dog, the idiot dog, uh, try them all. Wrong one. Ah.